This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a problem. I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them Supernatural. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. Forced farming is really not a vibe. Okay, we're on. Wow. I hate that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so bad doing this without Kendall. I hate to say it, but I need I need my white friend. I need I need Kendall here to introduce me. But I guess I guess since Kendall isn't, um, hello pay pigs and prayer warriors. It's big, it's big Soy Naturals. And we kicked out Kendall because it's Black History Month, although there's a very good chance that it will not be Black History Month when this episode drops, which is okay, because we're also doing March Madness, um, where we're kicking out at least one biracial. Um, I, brought, I brought the entire uh, unelected biracial caucus together, um, who are the only valid people um, Who's making sounds? Um, <laughs> the only valid people that are that are half black um, to, I think, throw out at least one member of our community that is bad. So maybe maybe my friends will introduce themselves. Um, Sam, do you want to go first? The the hottest he slash they um, that the Midwest has to offer. Hey, hi, I'm Sam. Um, I'm happy to introduce myself. Uh, I use he slash they pronouns. Like Kendall, I am a Virgo stellium. So like, if you want me to fill in that energy, I've got you. Um, you know, I, I feel like I get, we can keep this on track. I think we're gonna have a really good episode. I just, today. I feel like I need like a man, like like a like a man's presence to oh, like I'm not... direct. I just like like I need someone to be in charge because that's like kind of I'm... what Kendall provides for me. Yeah, I'm like a Virgo, um, and I am transmasculine. However, I'm not a man. I'm a fruit. Okay. So... Well, maybe maybe the men <laughs> can go next. Um, M hi, Munya. Do you want to introduce hey. yourself? Okay. Yeah, Hello. sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Munya. I you might have heard me, maybe on some type of outro on some type of podcast, uh, saying some type of thing. Uh, but I'm also a co-host on Mechanical Freak and Ending the Myth. So happy to be here. Okay. The next, the next man um, is my my one and only cousin Cebu. The only cousin that I have. Um, Sibu is moving to New York, um, and when Sibu oh. does, I will be doxing him okay. um, on the podcast so that he can have friends. Um, but Sibu, would you also like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, so as uh, Sirius said, I am their one and only cousin, uh, which is a remarkable feat considering our parents come from a family of 12 siblings Catholic. um <laughs> uh, but, literally uh, not though <laughs> no no catholic and <laughs> no very catholic yeah 
Um, uh, and yeah, so uh, you probably don't know me from anywhere. This is the first, no, second podcast I've been on. So uh, I'm excited. Um, get to, glad to be here. I'm a, I guess, honorary uh, biracial for the, yeah, you're for the, the, for no, the episode. You're the only biracial that isn't actually biracial, but you're declared biracial by the state, which is yeah, uh, its own thing. We should yeah, so I'll get into that. And, uh, is this just legitimizing apartheid now? We're assigned yeah. biracial at birth. Yeah, we're going to yeah. legitimize apartheid in like one minute. But we have to yeah. introduce Ashlyn, who people should already know because Ashlyn was on everyone's favorite episode about Josh Whedon. Um, but I guess Ashlyn, you should you should just introduce yourself again because otherwise it's it's all these sure men sure. I mean, uh, if you listened to the Josh Whedon episode, you'll know that I I hate introducing myself. Actually, uh, <laughs> um, I'm Ashlyn. Uh, I am also a producer on Eating for Free. Um, doing, I'm doing the rounds of podcasts this week, but um, yeah, I'm very excited to uh, rank these biracials today, put them in their place. Um, <laughs> well, and you also you wrote you wrote something recently, right? I did on the Eating um, for Free blog. That yeah, right read. now we are uh, watching the Magnolia Networks. Uh, programming and reviewing it so I watched a few episodes of some terrible uh, home renovation shows and uh, you can read it at eatingforfree.com okay so I think the way that we can legitimize apartheid (laughs) is by um, making it clear what teams each of us are on so Sam and I are on team uh, white dad um (laughs) And and Ashlyn and Munia are on Team White Mom, and then Munia, hey, yeah, hey. Munia is the tiebreaker. Or sorry, not Munia is the tiebreaker. Sibu is the tiebreaker because Sibu does not have a white dad or a white mom. Um, and I guess maybe now would be a great time to explain how race works in South Africa. <laughs> why, why are you assigned biracial by the state? <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> how far back do we go? Let's, um, let's make take it back. Like one minute. Can you do it in one minute? Sure, I I'm think I can. I'm going the clock. <laughs> all right, so uh, apartheid was basically like the final patch in all the racism hot fixes that South Africa underwent because at various points uh, plans to create white supremacy backfired and they just made like a really cheap uh, black labor pool so white business owners stopped hiring uh, white people because they were too expensive and apartheid came around and said you can only give these certain uh, opportunities to groups of people according to these classifications and uh Eventually, it was it was white, it was black, and then they needed an other category, which was colored, and that could be anyone from uh, people who are uh, of Asian descent, so Indian, Malay, uh, Chinese, etc., or it could be people who were of uh, slave ancestry, who would be a combination of uh, white, uh, black from other parts of Africa uh from south africa and then also uh indentured and enslaved people brought over from parts of asia like indonesia malaysia 
and uh, anywhere that the Dutch basically set foot and ruined things. Um, so as uh, <laughs> as a sort of ethnicity, um, colored people are, uh, I guess, it formed out of being placed into similar spaces um, and therefore have these sort of like shared practices, shared cultural practices. But even then, depending on where you look in South Africa, there are differences between uh, groups of colored people and it can vary greatly or it can be like super minute. Um, so I think that was about a minute and probably not super useful. Oh, great. If I can just like put one thing out there for every colored person in South Africa, if you see a South African saying the word colored, it's not a slur. Please don't fight us. Um, <laughs> we're tired of having to explain <laughs> on Twitter every other month um, that no, we're not we're not using some atavistic uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> word from 1960s USA. Um, would you say, would, is it fair to say that colored South Africans are like more adjacent to Elon Musk than <laughs> black South Africans? Like it's, you know, is that the distinction? Because you're pretty, um, you're pretty Elon Musk adjacent. I think that's just because we went to the same high school, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a hard one to say. I think there is definitely like um, uh, within that sort of whole stratification and hierarchy of South Africa's history, there's definitely um, strong veins within uh, the colored communities that are definitely musky. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if I could make that claim for the whole. Oh, it's okay. You're allowed to speak for everyone. That's why I brought you here. But I think, I think the most important question actually is, um, hmm. if, if there were to be a class of biracial people in America, how annoying would they be? And, and the answer is like very annoying. So... How similar is um, that to what's happening in South Africa? How annoying are colored people scale of one to ten? Uh, <laughs> I love it when I'm put on the spot to speak for everyone. Um, <laughs> this can't come back to haunt me. This um, is literally what you what you signed up for. You're be, you have I, to I be the I was, Lorax I thought, now. I thought I was discussing American biracials. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I'm if I were to put it on a scale of. Uh, one to ten, I'd probably go with uh, six or seven. That I sounds think, about uh, right. Yeah, the sort of um, deeply entrenched anti-black colorism and racism uh, within a lot of colored communities is definitely one of the hardest things to deal with, um, especially because it's uh, it's really, I think, what's holding what's holding everyone back is that idea that there's a distinction. Um, not seeing it as, uh, you know, not seeing those distinctions as being inherent to how apartheid functioned and rather seeing it as being like, you know, some sort of inherent positive or just, you know, plain nature of actual being that we are. Um, so yeah, I'd say a six or seven is where I would put it. That sounds about right. I feel like that's um, the, the biggest problem with like hashtag mixed people in the united states also 
and that's what makes them. I'm just glad that, you know, Um, across oceans, across the entire world, that uh, mixed and biracial people can be (laughs) just about as annoying um, everywhere. Annoying in the same way. Yeah. That's what brings us together. It's it's really, I think, it's the parents' fault. I will say, (laughs) not to validate apartheid or whatever, but I do think that maybe maybe it was a mistake for loving versus virginia to happen because like i'm specifically um okay so Sam, as, i don't know as, if you are the person that's most qualified to take the anti-miscegenation stance as a biracial in this moment but go ahead okay go first ahead. of all we're not we're not talking about what we talked about before we started recording mm-hmm. because I am it's still Black History Month right now, so we cannot do we cannot do the reveal until March. Um that's <laughs> how I feel. Um and second of all, second of all, I like I'm specifically thinking about like the way that in the 90s parents of biracial children in the United States did really push to have multiracial be a distinct racial category, um, which is like, there is in fact also a history of doing so in the United States, um, like specifically on the census. And I, Cerise, can email you the like paper I wrote about this because I don't want to go super in depth right now. But like, basically like, the original categories for race in the U.S. were, like, slave and not slave, like, person who owns slaves, and every single, like, racial categorization that has happened in the U.S. since then has just been an expansion of that, like, like initial system by just, like, adding shit in between those two layers. There's never, there's never been anything higher than white in the U.S. racial hierarchy, and there's never been anything lower than black in the U.S. racial hierarchy, and everything else is just kind of, like, conditionally in the middle in whatever order our, like, political landscape dictates at a given time. So I think that it's just, like, really... It's very much like you just have to be like, to me at least, like brain dead fucking stupid to like want to like distinctify yourself in that way, which by I don't know. It's very much giving like suing the United States government to be considered white. Like it's just kind of like, okay, but they still aren't going to like you. Like, maybe in a hundred years this will pay off, but, like, it just seems like a waste of time and effort to, like, try to be white in the moment. I think it's unkind of you to say that the Italians were wasting their time, but I think also if this is something that you want to learn more about, you might be able to learn more on ending the myth. Um, But also, on the subject of annoying biracials, I have our first two contestants. I put everyone in categories based on, like, a likeness um so hopefully you can see the similarities here but um our first two contestants are heavyweight biracial champions sean king uh and barack obama so who who are we oh, moving no. that is a tough <laughs> who are we moving to the that next is a round tough matchup right there. oh and 
I guess we should clarify the winner of this is like the worst biracial. Yeah, right? I think the winner is like someone who we through our collective like biracial caucus powers can maybe like end the life of. Not that I'm threatening to end the life of I, former President Barack Obama, but like I could. I feel like we're just like we're at, they're not they're not biracial anymore at the end. Like they're just white. <laughs> or whatever their other races like they're not they're, they're not biracial anymore okay. and, a, <laughs> and effective an effective death so i feel like it, this is it, this is tough for me i put two really strong candidates right next to each other um my hatred for barack obama is like well known but sean king is also really bad um do we know that know sean it, king isn't white he yeah, probably that's the thing. like he probably is. I because I think that he's like Vin Diesel's tethered kind of. <laughs> Where you know how Vin Diesel like doesn't know who his dad is, but he's got like all these black siblings and a white mom, and so he's like that's like kind of what I identify with. But like I don't call myself black because I don't want to like step into like other people's territory. Um, but he, like, does all of these kind of cool things for other Black people with, like, the, the Fast and Furious franchises. That's a cool thing for Black people because I'm a Black person and I like it. Um, yeah. But, no, definitely. But Sean Vin King... Is- Sean King doesn't know who his dad is. He's got a white mom. And he's like, I'm, I'm Black. Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> and, like, takes up, takes up a lot of space being uh, a Black guy, allegedly. And then doing really annoying things with it. He doesn't make anything like the Fast and Furious. He does like journalism in scare quotes. Twitter scams. Mm-hmm. However, I would like to posit that Barack Obama is a war criminal. That's true. Like, that Sean is King has not ordered drone strikes on anyone. So it's yes. you know, the between a podcaster and a war criminal, really. <laughs> however, however. And obviously, this is like conspiracy time. This none of what I'm about to say is true. Mm-hmm. But like, if you think about it, it probably is. I wouldn't be surprised if Sean King called in, called Obama to order drone strikes on his behalf. So <laughs> it really feels like, in he many ways, him. they're the same entity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely think that Sean King has Barack Obama's personal phone number. Probably, mm-hmm. I believe that. But he did—he did, he did work time. for Bernard. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that means he doesn't have Barack's phone number. Because like Bernard definitely also has Barack's phone number. You, I have a lot of people's phone numbers. <laughs> you can have someone's phone number. I would like Barack's phone number. Friend. I want to give him a call. I feel I like Barack has Sean King locked or muted. You know, like he has his number, so like muted. Sean King could be like, "See, like Doesn't I have, have the number, number, like I could call him, but like, yeah, he's not picking up or even getting the call or seeing it." It's like that story about the other biracial on our list, um, J. Cole, when he got his phone stolen, and then the person like tried to call Jay Z with it, and Jay Z didn't pick up, and then called <laughs> Jay Z off their own phone using the number that they found from J. Cole's phone, and then Jay Z picked up the call from like an this unknown number. This is exactly number, what I was thinking but wouldn't of, yeah. pick up from <laughs> from the the contact that he had, J. Cole. 
Um, Jay Z saw J. Cole and pressed decline. <laughs> I guess I feel like obviously, like Barack Obama is objectively a worse person than Sean King in terms of accomplishments. But I feel like if we gave Sean King like a modicum of power, he would do much worse. I agree. That is true. I also think that like he is the worst kind of biracial in that he is <laughs> white. He's just white. <laughs> Like I and I think this is something it's 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 a more common thing. I see it more on TikTok than I did when I was like super online previously. But I like I I'm sure the as light skins in this room, I'm sure we can all we've all had a race faking accusation thrown our way I've due never. to bad lighting. Oh. I have gotten so <laughs> many. I it's so frustrating because it's like literally it's like I'm simply light skinned. That's all it is. Um, I don't like I look black. If you look at my face and like speak to me and hang out with me, but like too many. Italian. I'm putting Italian in air quotes because they say they're Italian, but I don't think so. Um, too many Italian girlies are saying like, oh, but this is my summer foundation shade. This is the foundation shade I need to wear in the summer because mm-hmm. I get so tan. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you literally don't. <laughs> are you accusing also, the Italians of race faking also? Um, I'm accusing people of using fake Italian heritage to justify their own race faking because I think actual Italian people just like get tan and know how to deal with that. Uh, And people who say that they tan a lot over the summer to the extent that they need to get a whole new foundation shade are just fucking lying. You can say Ariana Grande. Um... I don't think she's lying about being Italian. I think Joe Mantegna. Oh, so I do think that Joe Mantegna, this is not related to biracials, but I don't think he's Italian. I think he just has an Italian last name because he's like really uppity about like all of my characters have to be Italian. And I'm like, that no, sounds that's, like you're compensating that like, for that not That sounds really like an intensely Italian, Italian man actually like going going so no i don't think he's italian so hard for it i believe it as as a bipoc as a black but italian it person of color uh <laughs> <laughs> okay wait but wouldn't it be that would be so funny if he, if he wasn't that would be really funny so obama or sean king <laughs> i also I think, think sean, sean king, king is worse like obviously yeah he didn't have as much power as president of the United States. So that is a little bit hard to, to kind of compare. But I think if they were just like two guys that you met and you were talking to them, you would immediately be like, Sean King is way worse than that Barack guy. Yeah. Barack would at the very least like pretend to read Jean-Paul Sartre so he could sleep with me. Sean King would just and like, that's like a confirmed fact. Terrible. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you the ethereal bisexual? I am, in fact, the ethereal bisexual. <laughs> okay. What about you? Uh, you two, Subu and Munya. What's, what's your vote? Well, I came in thinking Sean King. Uh, I still think so, but I do have a question. Are we going to keep this as our sort of standard? If they had equal amounts of power and access, which one would be worse? Uh, just going through the list. Um, 
You know, but, uh, I didn't come in with rules. <laughs> I feel like that's that's not in the spirit of Black History Month. So I think we can we can make up uh, new rules for each set of candidates if we want, and that's fine. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, I I think Sean King still has my vote because if we go back to that original scenario, uh, who if I met both of them, which one would I like less? I think it's. Sean King. I've never seen anything good about him, but for a while I owned two Barack Obama t-shirts, so. I mean, I am, like, deeply African-American in that I do have, like, a screen-printed tote bag with the Obama family just, like, on it that just kind of appeared (laughs) in my apartment. Um, I don't know who bought it. I think my grandma bought it from someone on like the side of the road in like 2009 and now it's, it's very in my much house. the same way that like pretty much every catholic family of a certain certain time just had like jfk like framed in their home like they just have the kennedys like i think it's the same like <laughs> with obama totally okay what about yeah, you <laughs> yes so i think that Obama has just consequentially just been worse, obviously. Uh, But when I think about Sean King, I always think about the online beefs that he always have with his other grifter friend, DeRay, but they have like very different approaches, right? And so, you know, and what, and I think this is really revealing to Sean King's character, right? Because um, DeRay, he's a person who, basically pretends to be a tech journalist where he's just like, damn, the Google pixel four is really lit. And like, would like post a (laughs) article about it. (laughs) And he's like, damn, uh, you know, Kodak film is not designed for black skin, but props to Google for, uh, you know, actually making a camera that can really make black skin shine. You know, that's awesome. And like, that's like the extent of his posting. Um, very like explicitly like establishment, like, democrat type person right like a almost neoliberal like he'll go to wills fargo and do talks and stuff right compared to sean king where sean king is obsessively on the more bernie crat type side right like he tries to draw a distinction between oh this this like neoliberal uh deray and i'm like the radical uh of the posters and um but the way that both of them make money, I think that DeRay makes his money more honestly and transparently than Sean King, you know, like, cause they're both, this is both kind of like a grift train. Uh, Sean King's the one who's like fundraising for families while just like kind of pocketing the money, uh, allegedly. Right. Uh, you know, we don't know where that money really goes. All I can say is that a lot of families always accuse him of that and he has to defend himself constantly. So I think that that's just like just kind of low and shady. And as much as Obama has been more consequential, just being the worst type of person, which is a president of the United States. And I hate that type of, um, I hate that. I hate that type uh, of person. Drive. Yeah. I hate that type of person who wants to be president of the United States, frankly. It sucks. Uh, but I, I think it's just the low level, just, scam that Sean King pulls at the expense of victims of police shootings, I think is just so just gross and low and petty that um, 
while he tries to insert himself as the spokesperson of black people, basically, without really reading <laughs> anything, just kind of sucks ass, you know? Um, I just wouldn't have a good time talking with him, I think. So I will go with Sean King for that reason. Yeah, I think I have to go with Sean King, too, because, like, Sean King makes money every time a black person is killed, um, which mm. is pretty evil. And I also feel like, yeah, Obama drank the water at Flint, or like he pretended to drink the water at Flint. But I feel like what Sean King would do would be like, I'm raising money on Kickstarter. I'm raising money for like black youth in, yeah. uh, in Flint. We're going to get them water bottles and like, we just never get them water bottles. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're locking in on Sean King. And this is, I feel like what, what March Madness is all about, you know, you have the president of the United States, Barack Obama, eliminated in the first round, uh, <laughs> taken Ka-boom. out, taken out by a guy with a Twitter account. You never know. <laughs> a blue uh, check, a blue check could take down a president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's that's America. That's, that's democracy. That's is that black- not the American dream? It is the American dream that a guy on Twitter could take out the president. Show me what democracy looks like. Okay, someone replaced um, the category that I wrote in as what's Bob Marley's son's name with his name, which I didn't know. Um, but the next the next two candidates are Rashida Jones and Damian Marley. I don't actually know anything about Damian Marley, but... I was wondering um, why... My friend he made a really was, good album yeah, back in 2005, Welcome to Jamrock. The- on this list did he do something because i was like yeah (laughs) my friend who was going to be on this episode but then couldn't be on it wanted him on here i think maybe just for the crime of having a white mom which i'm not yeah i don't know if i have a problem with that um like not not that he has a white mom period i guess but that but that bob marley got with a white woman and so he has, but, I mean, he's got to Damian carry the Marley sins of his, his father. has siblings. Like, Damian Marley is the youngest, but there's Ziggy Marley, too. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about this man. So, you know, he's just on our on my list. <laughs> he's yeah. just there. I, I used you know, democracy. Damian to... Marley catching a stray. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, the Bob Marley children represent much of the ethos that is represented by the musical genre ska. Um, (laughs) Keep going. Well, ska, second wave ska specifically. It's all about racial solidarity. You know, you have like Jamaican immigrants in the UK bringing first wave ska, which is a derivative of reggae. Um, and, you know, they're bringing their own culture, their practices. And also it's mostly dudes. So dudes, so you know they're fucking white women because black men are always the weakest link and everybody loves white pussy for some reason, even though it tastes like quarters. Um, <laughs> anyways, so they ended up like they like, you know, they're like obviously like working class immigrants and they end up in many 
like areas forming like a lot of like class-based solidarity with poor white people who are involved in a lot of like the earlier punk scene going on in the UK and so you have this fusion within second wave ska and they call it it's like about like racial solidarity and that's why they have the like checkerboard patterns everywhere wait no, no. way that's why that's part that's a big no, part get, of it get out of here that's, that's a huge part of it Scott is squ- oh my Scott God, is the genre of swirl. No. Oh no. That's embarrassing. But I love Scott, good. so it's cool. Do you like? Yeah. <laughs> Scott's good. I Scott have a, good. I have a checkerboard shirt that I got because I was like, oh, it reminds me of Scott. But I don't want to be publicly proclaiming my interest in or or my support because I it does not have my support. <laughs> I think white people need to leave us alone. True. But if we're going to show solidarity, if we're going to like punch a bunch of people, I would rather have white people in front of me doing the punching so I can look pretty. I want to punch. I want to punch. I don't. Mm. I don't. You say that. Well, who say it? (laughs) I don't want to know what makes Damien Marley a... uniquely problematic apart from maybe having a white mom uh but rashida jones <laughs> um yeah i'm, I'm yeah, definitely leaning it. towards rashida uh she wanted to silence quincy uh when he was talking about having like threesomes or whatever with uh like <laughs> Yeah, and like Richard Marlon Fryer Brando. Marlon Brando. Like, let him he talk. said that Marlon Brando. He said that Marlon Brando would like put his dick in anything. Which is which true. is something he I would want put to put his dick in a mailbox. Yeah, that I'd is l- a quote. I'd like to he learn more about that. Mailbox. He has eleven yeah. children, so we already know this about Marlon. Just like my grandparents. Yeah. And Cebu's grandparents. Well, at at twelve, in fact. So something that they have in common with Marlon Brando. (laughs) I just think that I have an important question, and maybe Ashlyn can answer this. Has Rashida Jones ever portrayed a black woman in any? That's a good question. Mm. I'm really not sure because. Her character, I remember watching The Office when I was in high school, and when she was on it, I remember them making, like, a kind of racist joke about her being ethnically ambiguous, because they were like, oh, was your dad a GI? (laughs) That's not cute. Um, It would be funny if I made the joke, but I know a bunch of white people and not biracial people wrote it. It's true, yeah. Her her character, I think, was, Um, like, Italian (laughs) on the show, because her name was, like, Karen, Karen Filippelli. And then, like, yeah, and then on Parks and she Rec, makes another like Anne is white. Uh, I I feel like mm. I feel like Anne is Leslie white. makes a joke about that too, like another like ambiguous about her being yeah. like. But she's it's, also not that ambiguous. She funny, does look very white. It's funny because like her sister like dated Tupac, yeah. and I feel like her sister is like a black woman. Like there's no question about it, and they look pretty similar. It's it's all about the vibe. And the the vibe that Rashida Jones has is uh, annoying, which puts her closer to white women, um, and annoying, uh, which which puts her closer to white women. Um, she put out that documentary. Was it like Hot Girls Wanted or something? 
where it was just like being mean about like cam cam girls for like an hour and a half um yeah she's like very involved in the like celebrity anti-human trafficking industrial complex right. and it's like your dad is quincy jones like you don't know what it's like to not have any money how like, could don't, you don't also be like that girls. annoying and boring when your dad is quincy jones i don't understand it and this is i think this is the this is the problem with the biracial community is like you have the opportunity to be cool and you squander it and you become white and i think for that reason Rashida Jones has my vote. Mostly also because I don't know anything about... Well, it, I mean, Rashida Jones did not write Welcome to Jam Rock, which is a jam. Uh, so... Yep. It's a bop. The whole album is a bop. But, but what I'd say, though, the thing about Rashida Jones that I just really can't stand is in literally, like, late 2020, this is her most recent thing, is that she started a podcast but not just any podcast. This is a podcast specifically co-hosted with none other Ooh. than Bill Gates. Oh, and no. it's called <laughs> Bill Gates and Rashida Jones Ask Big no. Questions. No. Uh, Do you think that they're fucking? Which, oof. Maybe, oof. maybe she broke Bill Gates and Melinda Gates up. That's what I'm saying, because he, he cheated. Wasn't the Epstein stuff? It was just an affair with Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones is with Ezra like Koenig. Melinda Gates was I like, "Cool, forget. this is a part of our philanthropy for you to go to the Epstein Island to go to well, Little St. James." Do you feel like like this is a part of our like foundation work? But hooking up with Rashida Jones, you know, Melinda Gates probably said it a slur or something. And, yeah. Do you feel like you know, Bill Gates is your tethered? Uh, mine. Yeah. Well, I am a Scorpio sun and an Aries moon, and he Ooh. is too. Well, also, don't you so, don't you have the same birthday, or am I thinking of someone else? Well, I mean, we have the same sun and moon. I don't think we have the same birthday, okay. but you know, it's close. The guy that I have the same sun and moon with that I that I know of is Mitt Romney, which I don't really care for, um, but I don't think he's my tethered. Um, yeah. Are you voting for? Well, me? and me and Bill Gates are both from seattle too you know so and i host a podcast that like roasts him a lot so may- maybe so he was born uh a m- week before me okay. to like seven days before me yeah are you voting for but not to the year rashida i'm not jones? 66 but does rashida jones have so vote? yeah i mean i for that for that reason like y- you made a good point sam about the office like i totally agree with that but just the ultimate after all of that to have a podcast with bill gates this neo malthusian um the richest man in the world is just so corny um, it really is yeah and you know corniness is one of the core tenets of being a biracial and so you know like, you gotta hand it to rashida jones it's it's rashida jones over damien marley who is just a great Made welcome just to jam rock. I just think He's it's just so a guy. strange because, like, like there was like a quote from Rashida where she said, "Like I've gone through periods where I only feel black or Jewish. Now I have a good balance." But I'm like, at what point have you only ever no! been black? What? Is she Jewish? What does that mean? No, she isn't. We're communicating her. No. The reason I have the power to 
that she isn't. I she can't. Isn't. No, she thank you. Isn't. No, thanks. What, 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 okay, wait, hold on, Ashlyn. The, what, what is the point of her saying that? Is that saying like, oh, it's bad that I only felt black and no, Jewish. No, no. Now I feel no, white she was too. Saying, that, like, like, she, she was saying, saying that there were times where she only felt black or like she only felt Jewish and now she feels like she uh, oh, is both. Okay, but okay. I'm like, at now what point have you only ever like she's the been black? Because you, I like sam had asked like i don't know of any character that she's actually played that's been like a black character so i'm like did this happen like as a child <laughs> like this i don't is, know this is something that that biracial people are always saying where they're like i feel like i had to choose between my my black side and my white side and it's like who gave you the option to i've choose? literally never had this problem like- <laughs> right yeah. No one, when did you get that choice? <laughs> no one ever asked me. I was pretty white to have that choice. <laughs> like, I mean, on the 2000 census, I was three, and I know for a fact my mom put white, but like, that's because she has her own, like, internalized things to deal with. My mom is black, you know what I mean? Like, other than that, I don't think I've ever had, like, a, an option. And even then, I didn't have an option because I was a baby and she didn't ask me. And I don't think I would have said white if she had. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like we're moving forward with Rashida Jones. And in our next category, we have Booker T. Washington and Malcolm Gladwell. I put them together because I feel like they're similar. This is a good combo. In terms of like intellectual output um, and also similar in terms of like corniness. Um, and I was wondering if anyone has any any opinions on on who they think should win. Um, I think that it is perhaps easier to criticize, I guess, Booker T. Washington now from our perspective in the past, like from you know two hundred years later or whatever. Because, like, you know, he really was, like, in many ways a class traitor, I think. I feel that's how I feel. Um, but at the same time, I think that, you know, he's a. Uh... I don't know. I feel like I don't like Malcolm. Gl- I have a stronger dislike of Malcolm Gladwell now because like the dumb shit he says has a more direct impact on like my day to day. I'm mad we didn't put Henry Louis Gates Jr. on here. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Honorable mention Henry Louis Gates Jr. who is literally my fucking nemesis. Is he, is he your him. tethered? No, I think I'm Zendaya's is he, tethered. Is he biracial? <laughs> Well, just because you're saying Henry Louis Gates Jr., so I was like, is he biracial? Yeah, he can't be on here. He he isn't biracial, but what he is, because I know about Henry Louis Gates Jr., is that he, like, had a whole television series where he was taking different, um, like, black and, like, other people of color and then doing doing DNA tests on them and then being like, guess what? Like, you're... White celebrities, too. And he he did his own and found out that he was, like, over 
50% um, European. And I don't really understand why a black person would want to do like blood quantum on themselves. And then he was like, but I'm still going to identify it as black. And it's like, yeah, dude, because you have two black parents. Like you were. Yeah, that's a not black like... like the reason that you have <laughs> European ancestry is because of slavery. And I'm not sure if like you need to feel like you should claim that. So he was kind of popularizing the whole 23andMe thing, oh, which is annoying. But I will say that I'm I'm giving Gladwell my vote because he's um, a BIPOC just like me. He's a black Irish person of color. Um, his like mom is Jamaican and his dad is from uh, Ireland or something, which I don't I just like I don't want to share that with anyone. But also he's responsible for the. Um, you know what, like, broken windows oh, theory wow. is, like, in, um, like, policing, where, yeah. like, the yeah. idea that, yeah. like, if you see, I don't know, like, a building that, like, needs to be painted or something, it's a sign that, like, worse crime is happening there, and so, like, cops are justified in, like, harassing the people that, like, live in that building or that are, like, around that neighborhood because they're more likely to be, like, people doing crimes because, like, their windows are broken or something, um and he is like credited for like the implementation of like stop and frisk um in new york so i feel like he he has my vote for that because like it's you know it like a black person should not be responsible for that happening but well i mean the thing is you look you google image search him (laughs) and it's kind of like okay yeah i can see how you would reach the conclusions (laughs) that you've reached um (laughs) i i mean like people like it really truly is i feel like the lightest skint among us who are the most fucking annoying (laughs) we all know why uh yeah it's it's just very like it's like oh hmm of course you would fucking think that i feel like like light skins are like five nine men like men who are (laughs) are are five nine because like men who are five nine are like they're so close to being able to claim six foot because like the 510 men and the 511 men get to do it um and they get to like you know be be in the i'm i'm six foot like category even though they're not but the 59 men can't do that um but they're they're so close to to being able to do it that they haven't had to like deal with with being being a little guy um and and so it just gives them a, a whole complex I... about it um, which is why that they're the they're the most annoying height. I have to say, um, for a man like to be, going, especially the ones with blue eyes. <laughs> going going through this list of people, um, I have to say, I am side eyeing the Jamaican delegation for how many biracials they seem to have produced. Like a lot of people with Jamaican, like one Jamaican parent, and I'm like, hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. Kind of a lot. Something's going on there. Um, Cebu, you know what? We need to set. We need to have a Jamaican representative come in later on to do some like intra community work. Mm-hmm. That's I need not. Answers. That's not my Pete Wentz, I will deal. Pete Wentz, come on the podcast. <laughs> I will. I do have questions for you about your past that I will be asking. Um, but until then. We'll be asking them out of love and respect and kindness Mm -hmm. um, because I do ultimately think that like, and this is, I guess, problematic of me in the grand scheme of the scene he's in. 
not even a like not even like scratching the surface of how fucking terrible okay, wait. these people are we, we gotta pick our uh, winner i'm going gladwell Cebu? yeah but Cebu, do you have an opinion i'm going gladwell yeah let's I- I don't really, but uh, I always thought that the whole broken window thing was Rudy Giuliani's brainchild. But uh, if uh, the if thing I... about it is, like Gladwell's the like scholar; mm-hmm. he's the like uh-huh. academic who gives the like ideas legitimacy. Even though really he's mostly like a fucking pop science guy, it's very like, why do we keep? going to people who like very demonstrably do not know what the fuck they're talking about well it's it's just like an italian to take credit from a black man but um (laughs) it is it yeah malcolm gladwell was the one that started it um with like one of his books i forget which one i think it was like the tipping point or something but i'm i'm locking him in our next irish yeah is that what you said well giuliani's italian and he's stealing and he's stealing What were you saying, Munya? Is it racist to say that Italians steal? Is that prejudiced against Italians? I think I can say Wasn't it. Wasn't Chris Columbus Italian? Uh, <laughs> Italians, <laughs> like, real deal, it, like, from Italy, Italians fucking hate Christopher Columbus. And, yeah, like, they do, mm-hmm. not, they do not recognize him. And he also, he went to Spain to go on his little mission. Italy was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I think, you know, this is probably where I, I, I can't really tell the difference between a lot of the romance <laughs> languages just at a glance. Um. <laughs> okay, wait, Muni, did you have something to say? I mean, I had something to say about Gladwell, but if we want to move on, it's, No, it's I want to hear it. Well, the thing about Malcolm Gladwell is that he is, the reason why he is who he is, the reason why he's basically a pop science guy who has this clout and cred just like in, just in, I guess, Western society, not even the U.S., but just the West in general, specifically, um, you know, for corporations, is because he is there to be the academic powerhouse and the thinker to justify neoliberalism in general, right? Like, it's essentially saying, hey, you know how things are shitty, um, how your life kind of sucks, or why uh, black people get discriminated against in job applications. It's not because of any systematic reason or any sort of, uh, uh, you know, analysis based on, uh, you know, the superstructure of capitalism. It's about these uh, technocratic nudges that happen where we have unconscious biases that we see. And, uh, you know, actually it's about, individual human choice right it's always kind of taking away from the actual systematic analysis of capitalism and to basically frame these real issues whether it's uh i think he had one argument uh which was just extremely ghoulish where essentially i think it was um god who what who was on the person um who was the woman who died from or got murdered by police like in her car uh i think in Sandra Bland, yeah. So I think he had um, a justification on why Sandra Bland uh, got murdered by police. And instead of it being any analysis of uh, police uh, being just the, uh, like, basically fascist arm of the state or um, the reason why policing is a thing is because of the subjugation of Black people in general or protecting capital, uh, he basically blamed it on Sandra Bland, saying that because uh, they had these, uh, you know, basically 
at a pullover, things are very tense and tight, right? I'm paraphrasing here, but he was basically saying things are very tense and tight. And when you make sudden movements, uh, suddenly a police officer could think you're doing the wrong thing. And therefore, uh, you know, that's why I pulled out a gun and murdered her. And uh, this is Which why. Is so it's, it's so like, very like. It's such a white perspective. It really (laughs) is. And it's like, it's very much like, I think the theme amongst all of the worst biracials, I've almost said bisexuals. uh, (laughs) I think the theme that we're seeing emerge is the worst among us are those who constantly cape for white supremacy because they think that what? Like they are going to, there are material benefits to it. I'm not going to like pretend that colorism doesn't exist. That's stupid. Uh, Like there are obviously material benefits to having light skin and to like acting in a way that white people deem acceptable. And also it's just so like, such like a fundamentally like soulless activity and it's such a like class betrayal on such a fundamental level like if we're talking about class like economically or as like economics as like a racial construct as well because like obviously race has to do with class like the two are so interrelated especially in the united states like come on now it's very much like like you were saying just like being the guy who's willing to string a bunch of words together to justify neoliberalism which is just so morally bankrupt that like yes i am willing to excommunicate malcolm gladwell from the biracial caucus (laughs) yeah i mean white people love to have a mascot they love they love a mascot and i also am excommunicating henry Henry louis gates jr um (laughs) for similar reasons uh in just that like he's just he fucking is always his whole thing is fucking cannon building. Cannon building is empire building is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It is my background is like literary studies, but like, it's just like, he's just like the way he talks about like black women writers specifically. It's like, Oh, you fundamentally believe that black women are stupid. Like you do not respect black women at all or their intellectual abilities. And the only time you like, will so, like extend that towards black men is when they're replicating white forms and it's like you have he has these like really interesting studies on like the like traditions of signification in african literature and african storytelling <laughs> and the way that translates into african american literature it's like you can make all of these really astute observations but when it comes to like actually like taking the art as such you're just like your brain falls out of your fucking ears because you want to be besties with obama I mean, yeah not to not to get too in the yeah. weeds since you know henry Louis gates jr not biracial uh but being excommunicated <laughs> but i am seeing just annoying. an op-ed in the new york times in 2010 discussing the role played by africans in the slave trade and being basically like i don't know if we should give black people reparations because i mean africans were selling black people into slavery so cool. maybe they were also bad like yeah. that is there's insane. nuance <laughs> yeah right 
The, and, and that's that's basically the Malcolm Gladwell way is basically treating your audience like babies and explaining why uh, nothing can be any different than the way it is right now. Yeah, like that's basically the whole idea of Malcolm Gladwell. I feel so, like so yeah. often the role uh, of the black I think Malcolm Gladwell wins this one. Yeah, I think so often Absolutely. the role of the the black intellectual is just to be straight like, to the blender, uh, <laughs> a mascot for white people. I'm like. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Well, I mean... Uh, we could, uh, yeah, let's... I'm a Virgo. Uh, we can yeah, okay. do this. We're yeah, grown-ups. We yeah, our, next, our next category is, it seems, uh, musicians. Uh, musicians who love white pussy. Uh, so we have <laughs> Bob Marley and Drake. I did, so here's the thing. That would also disqualify Damian Marley because he is a quadroon. <laughs> Ooh. Dun, dun, I mean, there, dun. Was, there was a reason that, so, you know, Rashida so, kicked his ass. Wait, so Bob Marley has a white white parent? I didn't know that. Yeah, is Bob Marley biracial? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if like, Bob Marley's biracial. I'm Googling it. Yeah, I don't know where Bob... Okay, uh, mom definitely black. Uh, um, father is looking pretty, <laughs> pretty not black. Oh yeah, Norval yeah. Marley from. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Whoa, holy shit! Oh Jesus Christ! Wikipedia's <laughs> motherfucker looking like uh. Wikipedia says looking like he came straight from like the uh, Australian Alcatraz or some shit. Wikipedia says it's very clear Syrian Jewish origins as well. Which isn't okay, so I have a like great grandfather who like came through England. Great great grandfather who like was bopping around in the UK for a minute, I guess. And he also, he was like, yeah, a lot of us have, like, heritage from, like, Northern Africa specifically. Like, many Northern African Jews ended up, I guess, kind of, like, going up into England. But it was less of a, like, they didn't retain the, like, Sephardi Minhag. They didn't, like, they, like, very much became Ashkenazi. They assimilated in that way. So it's kind of just like, okay, sure, like, in the Jewish geography sense, like, cool, but in terms of, like, practice and, like, overall place within the global Jewish community, it's kind of like, it's like saying you're, like, a 64th right. Cherokee. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you Elizabeth can just Warren, say Elizabeth Warren, basically. Yeah, it's very Elizabeth Warren. I did not know this about his dad, though. So. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I guess I... Crazy. So, I mean white dad caucus um but i mean i guess i am inclined to say that like drake is significantly worse Absolutely. than bob marley um yeah. in every way imaginable drake drake also I, the um, yeah. child <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that is like the definition. I mean, Drake Drake sucks for a lot of reasons. Uh, I there's some sympathy with Drake 
kind of bringing out a more sensitive side in like the popular culture and the, you know, especially in the hip hop scene in the early 2010s. But the problem is, is that he's Drake <laughs> and the <laughs> like, so the, that person to bring it out uh, and then turn into a man who uh, another another uh, cross uh, biracial and Jewish person. There's by the something way, going on there. The Jamaicans I, and the Jewish people. What are you doing? Okay, can Drake I just, is we Jamaican can't say too. that there's something going on with the Jews. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, that I doesn't sound Jewish right. People. I didn't say that can. for the record. <laughs> I can say, though, okay, Drake hosted Saturday Night Live in, like, 2013, I want to say. I was in high school at the time, and I was co-president of, no, this was two, yeah, it was a couple years before, and then when I was co-president my senior year of our Jewish Culture Club, um, my co-president, Zippy, uh Krolikowski. I'm not afraid of doxing her. Maybe I should be. She's in like the army or whatever. Um whatever. She can go die in a war. No, now you just doxed uh her job too. <laughs> <laughs> she can die in war. I don't care. I hate her. Um anyway, she I was like I you're racist and I don't like you and like I will co-lead this club with you for my own like college applications but you can choke um and so then as a way to prove that she wasn't racist we were having like a day where like everybody was talking about like different aspects of like our own like personal like jewish cultures that like might not be as common because it's like oh well my family is lithuanian and polish and like specifically in lithuania they do like xyz thing or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, let's talk about this. Like, let's have this like moment. And she was like, oh, Jews are such a diverse group of people. Let me show you Drake's SNL monologue where he talks about being black and Jewish. And literally like, I have never wanted to kill myself more. Um, It was so, it was just like, first, it's so corny and it's just like, surprise black people can be jewish too and it's like can we not do this like can we not do this yeah i just want to point out that when when bob marley was a kid because he got made fun of and his nickname was white boy and that was what like kids called him in school and i think that's funny i can't and i think I think if, if you want to hear that happen, you could do it. Um, but I can't do it. Okay. Are you going to do it? No, I'm asking because I can't. But I wanted someone else to. <laughs> I think I have to vote for Jake because he's more Absolutely. annoying to me. Um, yeah. But you know who could like, do You know who could do it, Cerise? Drake. Yeah. Drake. Um, I You're do. Right. Drake, Drake is like a he him lesbian, which is cool. That's well, like a, I mean, he does say that he is. He's not like it. He identifies as one. Yeah, and he says he has a a vagina also, which is cool. And um, I'm coming through with the wop. Right. I He's have got to say, one. I mean, like you were saying earlier that um, he did he did some stuff for the rap genre, but I do have beef with Drake for killing emo 
uh, music because that is that is what I think happened around 2008-2009. Is like Drake came came mm-hmm. up on the scene, like exploded, and the the shift in music was already like shifting to pop and like rap hip hop and he completely just like killed that scene um and i am mad just because he was like the emotional yeah. rapper instead of like just the yeah, emo like, genre yeah he was an emotional rapper Hi. or whatever and everyone was like oh my god i've never heard anything like this before and then like him in the weekend basically like nail in the coffin for emo music in my opinion that's One of my many... respect for Drake whoa, for me whoa. for killing emo. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> this is this is not a safe space for you to express that opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I downloaded uh, everything by Silver Ring and a whole bunch of other Midwest bands and. I don't know between like the evangelical undercurrent well, and different. the uh, very like Midwest emo is not what we're talking about. <laughs> Midwest talking about like good. Scene, we're know. talking about like we're oh, talking scene, about okay. mall goth emo. Okay, okay, okay. Well, sure. I like I American guess. football though, which is Midwest emo. So American I got forced okay. with on Twitter because of that. I, t- I said I said slint and. Uh, American football or Midwest, and like I destroyed my mansions <laughs> for two weeks. I mean, oh. Slint, I don't know if Slint's Midwest, but American football is definitely Midwest. Like, you didn't deserve to be destroyed for that. Okay, great. I feel better. Slint is a little, um, you know, questionable, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> as like, okay, wait, so who's our, who's our winner? It has to be Drake. Uh, Drake. It's Drake. Drake. It's Drake. I, it's Drake. I just know okay. that in like three weeks, we're going to find out that he tried something fucky before Millie Bobby Brown's 18th go. birthday. Yeah. Uh, she just, just turned 18. 18. Yeah. She just turned 18, and I remember seeing the like story about that happening on Twitter. And I was about to like, I was about to text Munya actually and be like, mm-hmm. Millie Bobby Brown is 18. And then I was like, I feel like this is a weird thing for me to be keeping she's, tabs she's on. She's dating the, um, she's dating John Bon Jovi's spawn uh, currently. Yeah. For now. For now. Every uh, single picture of her I see, she looks older. And I'm just like, girl, you need to get a foundation that, like, actually sits well on top of your skin. Like, I don't know who on your team doesn't fucking like you, but (laughs) they are doing your makeup like you have deep set wrinkles in your face you are you're being put in like theater pancake maybe, makeup maybe they're trying to for, age like, her a red carpet we can't talk, they're trying we can't to age talk her about white people right now drake we have to move on to some Let's people who are allegedly not white uh lo- logic um and j cole heavy hitter i was um like muted or silenced or something by technology so when you all were talking about um, like damian marley being a quadroon i just want to like if that's how we're doing it like logic is also a quadroon but i feel like we don't use those words except jokingly so i think logic counts um, Isn't he does. Logic, I mean, and Logic has a in his all of his raps. He says he's half black, half white. Yeah, he has a black dad, but his dad is half black. 
Okay. And that's why that's why he's like that. Because he, I mean, it, it's it's less about like the blood quantum of it all, but it's like if you have a like a parent who's already bringing like biracial corniness <laughs> yeah, to right. to the table, <laughs> right. and then you have another white person involved, like it's just it's going to be tough for yeah, you tough. to be cool. Um, and that's why all of his music he name drops being biracial in every song. every single song. He's biracial. He's like, like, I actually wanted to ask, could you clear that for this? Could you clear using that song? Yes, yes, you can. I yes. don't think that I have to ask permission to you do anything, especially like, during um, Black History Month. Yeah. It's literally I'm, Black I'm History Month. I'm bad at math, but I think that there's yeah. like some kind of mathematical like exponent thing going on with, yeah, like if you have a half Black parent and then you have like I guess the quarter black child, like it just exponentially gets more annoying. Like it's just like more concentrated. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, I just feel like there is a way <laughs> to have a quarter <laughs> black child who isn't a fucking freak about it. And well, it- we can only hope so. <laughs> I think, I think the- we're not talking about this on air. We're not talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> I think the the surefire way to do that is perhaps to not have offspring with a white person. Cause... Yeah, but that's not what yeah. Sam's getting at. But uh... <laughs> we're not there yet. That's not what we're doing here. <laughs> um, I feel like even though logic is very annoying, I kind of want to give it to J. Cole because I think he's just like worse like logic's annoyingness is like him reminding us in every song that he's biracial and saying like i'm just as black as my my cousin keisha i'm <laughs> doing skits um, with his dad like coming into the room he's like hey boy what turn that turn that ruckus down you, you playing that mm-hmm. damn music too loud and he's like no dad oh it's it's a it's new hip-hop he's like Oh, play that Wu Tang Clan, son! Like that's like basically all this gets <laughs> in his album. Can I the pay pigs and the prayer warriors something problematic in your past? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, which is that you rated a Logic album five stars on on like on iTunes, iTunes in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I know for like non creepy reasons and I remembered it for non creepy reasons. Uh-huh. But I, I guess like Yeah, I used to logic like logic. I used to like logic and that's why I know so much about him. Like that's why I know his skits and his albums because I used to listen to him in high school. But I think like What made you change your mind? Oh, I mean I think that he once he because I listened to him like during his Dat Piff mixtape era and I thought that he was like a good lyricist, but then like and that album that I rated, that was like his debut album and I you know and I just want to support it but in my head i thought that he would kind of pivot away from that beat and kind of elevate his sound a little bit and maybe talk about more things than just being biracial or but it seemed like after that debut album he actually doubled down and leaned into it to the point where it was like the quality actually went lower and the amount of scope in his songs were actually more focused on the fact that people don't think I'm black, but I am. Look at my birth certificate <laughs> or some shit, you know? And like that, 
like that was the extent of it and i was like that's what made me realize i'm like oh this dude is like corny corny like he's not he's not even like growing as an artist and that's what made me really turn on him i feel like logic is the human embodiment of the phrase like i was too black for the white kids too white for the black kids but i still i still want to give it to j cole because like all logic does is just like be annoying but I feel like J. Cole is like more of a he's more of a presence. Yeah. Um, well, and J. Cole, I think I, I think inspires fans to embody J. Cole's personality, uh, which is extremely obnoxious, <laughs> too. Like mm-hmm. when I say J. Cole fans, I'm sure a lot of listeners are cringing right now at that sentence where you don't really hear that with Logic. They don't fans, listen they to just, the podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, Logic made a song about like being addicted to nicotine, which was funny. And he called it Nikki. <laughs> And and like and he basically made it an analogy of like the girl was named Nikki, but like you know it was an analogy Ooh. for nicotine. Really funny shit, right? That's like that's fucking funny <laughs> unintentionally for him. But like with with Jake Cole, it's basically it attracts a lot of I a lot of people to believe that they somehow have this like deep intellectual. Um, superiority between everyone uh but they don't do the reading cole, you know it's more of a vibe yeah j cole fans he's a man that does not read the people who say like grand rising <laughs> like yeah. you're just like oh god i when, okay i will admit to having i had a white boy era my like first year of college which wasn't like it's embarrassing for me but it was like the first time that like white people were attracted to me and there were so many of them and I was like I was I was kind of having a blast because Um, you moved to white people Wakanda Seattle yeah I literally did and I and I was like there's there's so many of them and they kept trying to impress me by being like I know about black people stuff and literally the thing that they all did was like play j cole and they'd be like i know all the words so i think i have like i've got like personal ptsd um from the time that i did cringe to myself and like exposed myself to a lot of j cole fans and i feel like all of them like all the black j cole fans are like spiritually biracial um yeah. just through like corny osmosis yeah yeah it, it, i mean it's the extreme corniness and i think that corniness is on full display we haven't even brought up the obvious elephant in the room which was his dumbass beef with oh no name God. back in like yeah. you know the summer of 2020 <laughs> is where that he like aired that he doesn't read like by his yeah, own right. admission he was, he, and then he like his diss track was like because like, like no name like of course like hit back with the fast because no name actually reads and then he was like yeah, okay, you might weed, but I don't like your tone, queen, or something yeah. like that. And it was just he, he like, said queen, queen tone. tone. Yeah, <laughs> something about queen tone. <laughs> Golly. I don't think that you should be allowed to call someone a queen by also telling them to shut to up. Shut, but that's shut kind the fuck up. Like, that, that, that's the J. Cole, Cole way. About. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, once he actually gets challenged by someone who actually like knows their shit a little more. Where, where he didn't even have to do that like he could have just been like facts like awesome he didn't even have to like go on that weird defensive tirade or even launch like a weird diss track like saying i don't like queen tone or some shit um it is it, it, it's, it's, i think the sense of entitlement um and like just pseudo intellectualism that uh radiates not through him and his fans where logic fans are just like 
he's lyrical or some shit, you know? Like, and I think that that's just like a different this energy. Just the first line. Yeah. I'm the first gonna, line of the diss track where he's like, same people are fooled by his intelligence, like his college degree. Like, shut up, dude. Oh my God. Like, we're like, <laughs> I am not fooled. I do not it's think that like, is smart. <laughs> like, of course, you know, it's an accomplishment or whatever to go to college, but like, no one cares that you have a college degree. No one's like, oh, oh, wow. I didn't know that you were actually like so smart. Black women, black women as a demographic in the United States are the highest educated yeah. demographic. Like, like, it's not, it's, I mean, like, listen, I'm in fucking grad school. We'll give anybody <laughs> a degree. Like, it's not <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess unless anyone has any dissenting opinions, I'm going to give it to, to J. Cole. And then we're moving on to a, a family enemy of mine and C.B.'s. Um, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Noah. <laughs> um, and, and Meghan Markle is there too. I um, remember when Trevor Noah got The Daily Show and some like white person was like do you know him and i was like this this feels like racist to me like why would i know like a random south african but as it turns out two degrees separated um, i think i'm one degree away because um our family has has beef with trevor noah because my cousin wesley charles used to date a girl that then cheated on him with Trevor Noah. And so when he got the Daily Show spot, the whole family <laughs> WhatsApp was getting very upset about this man who <laughs> caused caused some strife for my cousin. That, that's um, that's so, two degrees because it's it's that's two our degrees, cousin. But, yeah. It's I his, see his lover who jilted him. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Trevor Noah. Um yeah, I just, I don't respect the move of, I mean, don't cheat on my cousin, but also, like, with Trevor Noah. Yeah, that's a double mistake. Cheat, cheat on with someone who's, like, at least cooler, you know? Yeah. Like, someone As who I'd be saying, like, damn, I, I can't even say shit. It's like, you? Yeah. It's like if someone, like, cheated on me with Tyga. It's like, <laughs> real? Him? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be like I yeah, I feel like if if someone cheated on me with a celebrity, there's a good chance that I'd be like, "Okay, like I get it." But if the celebrity is Trevor Noah, and he wasn't even a celebrity, yet, he was just a guy doing stand-up. He was just an up-and-coming stand-up comedian. Worse than a podcaster as, yeah. is a stand-up comedian. As a person who like is on podcasts and has done stand-up comedy, like it's Wait, you do both? Yeah, um, I'm bisexual. How's your, how's your credit? You know, Sam, you're real lucky that you've got that slash they on there. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's the anti-accountability pronoun. you got to put the they <laughs> on um, I'm also, like, I'm, like, I have, I have ADHD and okay, I'm, like, let's black go. and Neurodivergent Jewish. king. I'm neurodivergent, so it's, air. like, I can Literally do neodivergent. Anything. I can do literally anything, <laughs> and then if I 
if anyone says anything about it, it's like it's anti-black, it's anti-Semitic, it's Facts. ableist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what if what if I it's anti-IBSist? <laughs> what if I, as a as a they them who is also Jewish, who is also black, who is also neurodivergent? says that doing stand-up is cringe like how do we decide who's more correct in that instance since we're like maybe kind of equal on the privilege but i (laughs) (laughs) sexual hormones you see okay all right that's yeah but you've got but you're slash he that's true i am slash i think i think we but we we probably shouldn't do privilege olympics this time we can do it we can do it um, another that's a different time. bracket i just i just, just want to say that i think doing stand-up is cringe and that's and that's why trevor noah sucks i also think that he brought yeah what, that's what, what i like, was Tommy going Lauren to say oh, yeah. Yeah. So, i, I oh, didn't God. really like i used to watch the daily show and stuff when i was in like middle school um and everything high school yeah my dad liked like john stewart I, I enjoyed it um at oh, the yeah. time and L- stuff religiously. but like i never really watched when trevor noah like took over just because when they announced it and i was like looking into him i was just like i don't know if i really vibe with his like comedy style like i was just like i don't know and then like pretty early into his like tenure he had this yeah the interview with tommy lauren lauren whatever and then like i think uh they went to like dinner like at some point because it was mm. like he yeah, definitely they smashed. went to dinner and he also brought charlamagne the god there oh. and it was just like the like coalition of like nightmare <laughs> blood rotation <laughs> oh no <laughs> like shitty black men being like hey like this this white woman like she can she's got something to say we should listen to her and i i also i want to point out um because sibu and i were in a we were in a facebook group for a while that i didn't know that he was in um and and it was like the way that it was named was like you're being really blank and every week it would change the oh, yeah. the name of like what you're being really and so like one week it was like cringe and one week it was like problematic and um one week they asked or like the the prompt ended up being like you're being really like kinky or something and so people ended up sharing who their like most problematic like celebrity crush was and the amount of black men in there who were like I want to fuck Tommy Lauren good lord it, like it is- I said Ed, the weakest link. I, you know, I am sorry to Munya. Like, I'm sorry to you guys, but. <laughs> like, I'm I just, sorry. I just think it's like something that as a community we need to reckon with is that, like, she's not even hot. Like, she's yeah. not. I just. There are hot white women. They exist. Yeah, and she's not one of them. And so all of these people that wanted to fuck her, like, I don't know what's going on there. I feel like Dworkin would have something to say about it. Dworkin wouldn't be qualified to say anything because she's white. <laughs> but, like, something's happening. And and I think Trevor Noah was a part of it. He was the one that introduced yeah. Tommy Lauren to all these people's minds. And then they were all like, I think that I could save her through my dick. And yeah, well, I, I think I think that's exactly right, though. I think that that's where the uh, corniness and weakest link thing comes from because of just like, I think, one fetishization of black men. And if you add biracialness into that, you think your proximity to whiteness is closer there. So like Trevor Noah can literally be like, 
just doing his like lib talking points, having an honest discussion over dinner with Tommy Laren, uh, you know, talking about whatever, but it's like just extremely horny thinking that like he can basically just, I don't know, uh, just by a sheer presence of being a uh, biracial uh, black man, uh, the best of all worlds can come out and Tommy Laren can realize <laughs> that, oh, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's all, maybe everything's all right, you know, the mm-hmm. way it is. Maybe we don't have to go so far to the right and we can meet somewhere in the middle. The other thing about Trevor Noah is that he is dating Minka Kelly, which I found out recently, who for sure has a biracial biracial fetish because her previous Kelly is a part of yeah her her previous two partners are Jesse Williams who is a black man I do not respect because he has blue eyes and then Derek Jeter so there's something going on I'm taking points off Trevor Noah for dating a white woman but if we're doing that Meghan Markle certainly has to have some points royal family (laughs) (laughs) I flogged the dead horse that is Trevor Noah before we jump (laughs) yeah Yeah. like the one that created the idea of whiteness is the one that she married into Portuguese He's actually don't give the English credit. Oh, that know, was the, the Iberians came up with that one, <laughs> and I... they're barely even. They barely even fit the <laughs> definition. <laughs> yeah, they tan. Well, that's how they get away with like flying <laughs> I... on the radar, and people don't give them shit. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful yeah, of those true. spicy white people. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel it's like the spicy whites that created the white people. There's a certain kind of black person that thinks like Meghan Markle marrying Prince Harry, who like literally dressed up as a Nazi, is like a diversity <laughs> win because we're getting a like a, a black woman in the the royal family or something. Um, yeah, we really didn't. <laughs> I mean, and like I, I support, I guess, like her um like ambition you know where she went from being like a yeah. like a girl on deal or no deal to like beefing <laughs> with the queen of england um and i think that you know sometimes like through your partner having more clout than you do like you can really reach um like much much higher rungs on the ladder than you would on your own but i think that there's just like an, an inherent problem of marrying into the the royal family Prince Harry is probably the best of them, but that's only because, like, within that family, you have, like, literal pedophiles um, and, like, war criminals and stuff. But he's still. And they're all inbred. Remember that. He's still dressed up like a Nazi, which is not great. He's also a redhead, so he kind of has, like, a, a taste of, you know, like, being an oppressed white person. That's true. So... I think this is, that's like, true. a very uh, impressive uh like example of securing the bag um she really did that but like at what cost <laughs> that's like that's like a major yeah. get out situation well she killed the queen well, okay i, I mean is, is, is she is she a sleeper queen for basically breaking up the royal family to a degree like prince harry essentially like dragging the family into turmoil and leaving it and going I mean, on Oprah yeah, denouncing she's still named, the royal family. She's, she still named her kid after Queen Elizabeth. Oh, Lilibet. what? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the newest baby Elizabeth. is... Yeah. Lilibet. Middle you. name Diana, I also though, find so. it very funny... Yeah, but why True. not Why not Diana right, first? Well, yeah, yeah. Why are you putting those two ladies together? 
Queen Elizabeth killed her. That, that means that that means that she it was a compromise to with the royal family, right? Because the queen probably demanded something, and you know, she I folded. I think a lot about that anecdote that she shared on her Oprah interview, where when she was uh, pregnant and then like gave birth, like they were like someone in the royal family was getting anxious about like what skin color the baby would have and like how dark the baby would be and like i'm not i'm not a geneticist and like i know that all kinds of crazy things can happen um but (laughs) that woman looks italian right i just don't i just don't think that there's a way that you could marry into like what is almost certainly like the whitest family um in in the world and and then produce a baby that's like any any darker than like cafe ole 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 he's and that baby is just white yeah (laughs) yeah he is but to be i mean a bigger point though a bigger point though is to be surprised that this is the family that you married into in the first place It, it shocks me like one we don't have to meet the royal family to understand how like just fundamentally even on forget even just personal choice just from an actual organized family structure right like in a system the royal family is just straight up like a colonial white supremacist family and it doesn't matter their individual i guess personal feelings about that that's just how that family is organized and where the power is right so if you marry into that shit and then you're surprised when they're like doing blood quantum on your kids and like care about you know the race it's like i'm sorry but what the fuck did you expect you know like yeah that's not to blame megan markle for like bringing that to light i'm glad she did but it's like at a certain degree you gotta wonder she had to be weighing those options a lot and basically picking picking marrying into that versus saying no that's disgusting i'm not gonna be a part of it i will say it was like what brother or something like the queen's uh, dead husband uh, was like like a real deal Nazi like uh, officer or something. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, all of like the that yeah, whole family, up. like Queen Elizabeth's, yeah. like like whatever people, like her cousins, like they were all in yeah. with Nazis, which is like yeah. pretty yeah, recent history. I mean. I mean, every time the Queen Elizabeth, like like she like trots out in her jewelry and it's like oh where'd she get those jewels from never ask uh, a man's salary <laughs> a woman her age or where queen elizabeth got all those jewels <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like despite megan markle's association with the royal family i want to give it to trevor noah because megan markle's like upsetting them and she's trying to leave and like She's she's making all yeah. of the UK. Yeah, yeah. she's like making hay. She's making all of the UK very angry. And even if she didn't do it on purpose, I want to give her credit for sure. upsetting British people. And no, I have I have family in the UK, and like their just brains are poisoned by like the Daily Mail and the tabloids. The tabloids are just ruthless, and the tabloids fucking hate Meghan Markle. So every time I go over there, they're just like, hey, "Meghan Markle is just <laughs> is just very trashy." <laughs> blah blah blah. Like you know, is that your British accent? No, that was like my kind of like my Trump because like when Trump like like kind of. That was like my Trump British person because Trump like is a media critic at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it was that was my that was my Boris Johnson. (laughs) That's what that's what I hear whenever someone kind of comments or regurgitates like tabloid stuff. I hear like Trump's voice, so that's uh, because that's basically what he does. 
<laughs> I feel like like Meghan Markle is a really great example of how like race works where like she does totally look Italian but she's been like racialized in like the most like intense way by the the UK like you yeah. would think um that I don't know like that she would look very different than she actually does um because of the like intense racism that's been like projected onto her but it's it's like all happening in the minds of like British people and it like kind of has less to do with like what she looks like and more about like how they see anyone that has like black ancestry yeah facts and you know she's taking that head on so i think like you know uh dismantling the british empire further and like uh just depreciating their culture is awesome where trevor noah i mean again it's kind of like that malcolm gladwell type beat where they're bringing in <laughs> a guy who i think is objectively less funny uh, than his predecessor, John Storr, when he was on uh, The Daily Show. But beyond that, Trevor Noah is literally just a guy who, to, to defend the status quo, he's just a fucking lib. Mm-hmm. He's a boring lib who doesn't really have many jokes. But, I mean, at his worst, he'll, like, you know, uh, compare his criticism of Trump, he'll use his African heritage and African roots to be like, uh, Trump is a African dictator <laughs> or something, you know? And it's like, like, is that your South African <laughs> accent? <laughs> yeah, that's my South African accent. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if I can tack something oh, on there, no. if we take a look at some of um, Trevor Noah's sort of older material from when he was here in South Africa, he's got some uh, dubious things on his record. Um, so, like, you know, we had this um, massacre where the police killed some mine workers who were striking for better pay and better working conditions. And Noah, you know, makes a joke about that. And he went on a whole, uh, like, his PR team was on on a, like, working night and day just to suppress that from coming back up on Twitter. Um, And earlier on before that, uh, when I was in high school, I remember thinking, like, this is kind of skeevy. But he tried to do, like, a whole segment where it was, like, reclaim the k-word which is like the worst slur you could use in south africa and he just got like a whole bunch of not black people to just shout the no. slur during no. his show like a kanye and concert no. <laughs> yeah like yeah, kanye g- gave like permission to white people to say say the n-word once <laughs> right but like beyond just like saying it in the crowd he had like a um i don't know what you'd call it but like basically a screen at the exit to the show where people could be in front of the camera like with their full face visible (laughs) and just (laughs) say the word and that was like the b-roll that was shown at the end of (laughs) at the end of the special um and um yeah, so I think between, you know, mocking people who were killed uh, for just wanting, you know, a better life, between, uh, you know, trying to reclaim a word that isn't really his to do, and I guess just uh, the uh, misogynoir of his early career, where he kind of, you know, made a name for himself making fun of black women. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's not a he's not a great candidate for anything except winning this bracket (laughs) (laughs) okay well then Um, he's a great candidate for first into the blender yeah (laughs) so i guess we're locking in on trevor noah we're moving to two with sorry i have to i have to apologize for erasing halsey's non-binary identity 
two people um, who are annoying, uh, Halsey and Alicia Keys. I know very little about Halsey, um, but I know that Alicia Keys loves to remind us that she's not wearing makeup. This is true. Um, and that she's still pretty. She's prettier than all of us not wearing makeup. And she can steal your husband without wearing makeup. Exactly. She can steal our husband and she's not going to wear makeup doing it. So she has my vote already for that, although she does have some bops. Halsey doesn't have any bops as far as I know. Um, she did like five songs with the cigarette smokers, the cigarette didn't she? Smokers. Is that the a band? Smokers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does, I, couldn't, I, mean, I couldn't name a whole she didn't say the British version. Like, off the top of my head. <laughs> like, it's probably like, it's probably like if I heard uh, somebody, I'd be like, oh, that's Halsey, I guess. But like, I don't think I could name one or like sing a line from something just. They do when it, they they do the thing that where they like sing in curses, right? right but I don't know. That's like, what I know yeah. about Halsey. A, a popular yeah. song. Closer by the Chainsmokers. I mean, like she's a I, feature they, singer. I'm you pretty know? sure Halsey is a shit. Oh, shit. 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 Cancel me right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Either, so, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so yes. none of us are canceled. It's all fine. Um, well, okay. I, uh, I was just gonna keep quiet. I, and let I'm just gonna take say she. I'll never say the they. I don't it's know she slash her music very well. But I that. do have to speak on Halsey. I have beef with her for um, her being uh, half black, half Italian, like myself, and for her name being Ashley Nicolette, and I am Ashlyn Nicolette. Ooh. Um. We were born Ooh. in the same year, but I am six months older than she is, so she needs to get the fuck out. I feel like I'm okay with giving it to Halsey just for personally upsetting you. Yeah, I think fuck. Halsey is... Like, here's the thing. My cousin walked down the aisle at her wedding to an Alicia Keys song, and it was really sing. beautiful. It, like, my cousin is a musician, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah. she had, like, a lot of, like, obviously she has, like, musician friends, so she had, like, literally, like, the people she was in, like, a quartet with being, like, a string quartet, and one of her friends who was a singer is, like, singing this Alicia Keys song, and it's, like, so beautiful, and, like, yes, Alicia's, <laughs> like, kind of a bird, but, like, that's... <laughs> not i don't think that's a crime i think that halsey is like so irritating (laughs) in public and so one of those like is has as like an adult posted pics of her black parent to like prove herself i'm just like Uh. that's so fucking irritating to the point of being a crime if you had a grandkid who like was like using pictures of you (laughs) like in the i don't know in like the the 20 like 72 like version of tiktok where they're like listen like look like this is so i can say it like this is my this is my grandparent. Yeah. Um, my response is if I'm still alive, <laughs> murder suicide. Uh-huh. And if I'm not alive, poltergeist. Yeah, I would haunt my kid. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna give it to, to Halsey, because like why not? Um next up we have um our friends Eric Andre 
and Amanda Stenberg, who I I know that Amanda uses uh, they approach South African coming through in that <laughs> yeah. pronunciation. Oh, <laughs> I know that they use they pronouns exclusively, so we can we can establish that right now. But also the thing about uh, them is that they were in that movie, mm, yeah. the Nazi romance movie. By that, yeah, um, what was that called? Uh, where hands yeah. touch, yeah, right. pajamas, where hands right. touch, no, the other no. and the thing about the director, oh. the director of Where Hands Touch, you can look them up. Amara Her name Asante. is um, um, Ama Asante. She's not biracial, but what you will find if you look through her filmography is that she has four movies, and all of them are about, um, like a white black couple. and I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why she's doing that. She has a white husband. Maybe this is some sort of like deal that she made. Um, but she yeah. directed Belle. Yeah. <laughs> she directed Belle, which is about um, Dido, um, who is the like adopted daughter of like one she's of like, the She's like the daughter was, like, of an the affair. Massacre. So she's like half. Yeah. Um, and then like. A United Kingdom, which I think is like, uh, it's I forget what that one's about. It's about like Botswana or something. But it, there's it's about a, a white woman wait, wait, and a black. Are you talking man. about like the the like Phoenician person, Dido, no. like that far back, or is this like no. Dido? This no, thing? no, okay. it's I mean it's just like all the movies that this woman has done, and then the worst one that she did is the one that like Amanda is in called Where Where Hands Touch. Um, and it's about what if there was like a black German girl and a and a Nazi guy, and like she saved him from being a Nazi by them falling in love. I am Aryan too. <laughs> think about it. Um, so, and I feel like I, for that reason, Amandla has my vote. But Eric Andre is doing NFTs, and that needs to be said. Yeah, that does need to be, be claimed said. and stated. Um, I I said this before we started recording. Um, I do not believe that Eric Andre has invested any money in cryptocurrency. I think he's getting paid real fucking dollars to shill for this shit. And honestly, <laughs> no, you do not have to hand it to him. No. I'm not saying you have to hand it to him. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of shit celebrities are doing, no. I'm just like, you are... I can't bring myself to hate it. I like, Listen. I, I want to fuck Eric yeah. Andre. That's why. That's what I'm I want to fuck him. We can't. Stenberg I'm biased. A I'm Amanda biased because I want to fuck him. Yeah, they're adults. I'm 24. I was. <laughs> Uh, I think like my senior year of high school and then this ended up being a problem somehow still into like my junior year of college um but my senior year of high school when like the Hunger Games movies were coming out um I never read those books I was uninterested um but a bunch of people kept telling me that I looked like Rue and it pissed me off like a lot and then when I was in uh college it was like the first little party that we had um with my like new film school classmates and someone in my class was telling people at the party like we hadn't really like met we'd like barely just met was telling people that I was the actress who played Rue in the Hunger Games was just like telling people that like as a joke but I was like why why is this happening why does this keep happening I don't think I look that much like them (laughs) 
You don't look. You don't no, look like that. You don't. It's yeah. like you don't look like them at all. When when Munia was in college, Munia was asked no. to be Drake for Halloween. I think I, but I, not by one person, <laughs> by like the whole college. Like it it was a narrative that people were pushing me to do <laughs> to so become stressful. Drake for Halloween. I think that when people when white yeah. people see a black person, they're like, "Let me think of what other black people I know." Um, so <laughs> this is like right yeah. when Hotline Bling came out, and That's so everyone was on that, so and they're like, annoying. "Oh, you should like put a turtleneck on and be Drake." Depending on so, whether the weekend or Bruno Mars or Drake are like the flavor of the week, that's ooh. the person I'm told I look like. Um, Bruno Mars. These are like three <laughs> different people. Bruno Mars isn't yeah, even black. <laughs> I eleven was the worst because then it was I oh. looked like one of the LMFAO guys. I think oh. I was oh. the person at the Westwood Starbucks when I was in college, <laughs> and he dressed exactly the same as like two thousand seven. It was wild. I um, no, as far as celebrity comparisons go, the one that I have gotten that is it's actually nice, but I don't look like her. Um, so it is just racism, but I, I guess I don't mind it. Is I've had a few people tell me that I look like Sade, which I don't. But that is a compliment. Um, she's for just sure. light skin. Sade is beautiful. Yeah, she's she's beautiful. So what I think they're trying to tell me is like I think you're hot, but I don't know how to say that without comparing you to the other black person I'm aware of. But I don't look like her. Wish I did. <laughs> um. So before I transitioned, nice. I got Zendaya, uh, and now I get Prince. Which is not neither of them are true. I don't, I don't know like either. I can person. see Prince. You you, got, know. you get Prince because you get I no, but you get Prince because of the outfits. I I get yeah I get Prince because I'm literally like I'm trying to not say slurs on your podcast, you so say, I'm a I'm a fruit. You can say slurs. Whichever ones okay. you want. No, no, but um, I, like I think it's the hair though. It's yeah, because I the literally hair the my face. hair is purple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your face, looks face like and too. like your eyes and your body and like your hair. <laughs> your eyes, your body. Wait, so yeah, I'm a lot taller than Prince was. Yeah. I'm a lot taller than I'm five foot like, eight. I don't look like five, or like five one. Yeah. Prince was short. Yeah, a little guy. Um, wait. Just a sweet little that motorcycle did him a lot of so good in those videos. Are we like voting for Amandala because we think that Eric Andre's hot? Because I also like I would, but I would. That's a valid. But a valid, I just like you know like privileged. a man that date that that is doing NFTs. Like I can't I can't have any more of those Oof. in my history. Yeah, oh yeah, no. you've had you had a little too much of that last year. I think Eric. Eric Andre, <laughs> another thing that's going against him is that like his co-host is a landlord. Yeah, um, yeah, Hannibal Buress. So, like we don't talk about you know, that though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he keeps. Bad. I don't we got think an NFT. We got an NFT guy and a fucking I think landlord. Hannibal is like way less yeah. involved in the Eric Andre show at this point now because he wasn't in the because in the he did do Bad Trip which did not have Hannibal Buress in it, and it's a really funny movie. So I think we should put that into consideration that Bad Trip is a good movie, and Amandla That's has terrible. only been in Bad Trip. I don't think Amandla movies. has made really a yeah. good movie. And none of us want to have yeah. sex with them. But maybe Amandla is I'm doing something good. I would. <laughs> Amanda is doing something useful, at least, because, you know, they're, they're kind of challenging that whole thing about, you know, to be a 
black person in the spotlight, you have to be the best at your craft. <laughs> and if they're not, still managing to we be so more, prominent, we need more mediocre black people in pop culture. Yeah, yeah, they are challenging the the idea that you know you have to be twice as good. They're not twice as good as anyone. Twice as good for half as much. Yeah, they're, and they're Amanda's breaking that mold. Yeah. All right. I mean, Let's, really, gotta... that, that name just is suddenly making so much more sense because it means power. It was a, it was a struggle uh, chant, like a, uh, you know, it would be Amandla, Awetu. So, wow. <laughs> um, you know, she's, she's really uh, paying homage to, to the meaning of their name, <laughs> power to the people. Um. <laughs> well, okay, let's... Let's lock in our vote. You want to go around? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, go, go first, around. and I'm gonna say I still want to give it to Amandla. I I respect them for being mediocre, but I would like to save Eric Andre's life for now for four reasons. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have to go Amandla. I'm gonna vote for Eric Andre just because he's that much older, and I feel he should know better. Mm-hmm. Like having been the sort of like culture countercultural icon. Um, and now kind of like just, I don't know, shilling out. I'm not happy about it. Uh, Amandla, I don't know her well enough, them well enough to have any real opinion. Um, so that's just me. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same way. Actually. I feel pretty betrayed by Eric Andre. Uh, he was, like you said, he is this countercultural figure who just made a deliberate choice to get like, just like some like fucking spending money to shell out NFTs, which is already corny. It already hurts his brand. He's a lot older, should know better. I totally agree. I don't really know Mandela that well. Mediocre black people, biracials, we should have more of them. You know, that's actually um, that's actually progress uh, for the community. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, Eric Andre, NFTs are not progress for the community. I don't know, because what if BIPOC stood for, like, black, indigenous, okay. like, people of crypto? Ooh. I'm working well, on then. something involving that. I, I haven't figured out yet what it's going to be, but like we're going to build generational wealth through cryptocurrency and, and NFTs. Well, I mean, that's that's. I mean, if we want to go there, we should revisit Booker T. Washington. But anyway, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would Booker would do? He would literally just be those the guys who are like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to build generational wealth <laughs> through crypto. That that's guy, yeah. what he would be. My boyfriend. Um, what about yeah. you, Ashlyn? Um, I have to vote Amanda just for uh, personal trauma reasons. Yeah, okay, so Sam, you get to break the tie. Yeah. So. yeah. I, you already know how I feel, and I am voting Amanda. And my reasoning is, though, <laughs> as, a, as a Black Jew, mm-hmm. that Nazi movie hurt me Ooh, so deeply yeah. and yeah. personally, and... I just need to say, for the record, my white grandmother made me go see that Bell movie oh, in the theater with no. her. And I know that the oh. woman who directed it isn't biracial and is not, therefore not in this bracket, but I am holding Amanda accountable for mm-hmm. that. And so I yeah, am voting so for her. I saw Bell with my, um, at the time, white boyfriend. And I, it, was, it, was, it was his choice. He was white like, boyfriend oh, reveal. yeah, well, white ex-boyfriend mm. reveal, but yeah. 
I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. Um, okay, moving on. Um, I guess like a, a mod got it. Good for them. Um, they're going to go in the blender. We have... Mazel tov. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we have uh, a spiritual biracial, someone who's not biracial uh, literally, but I guess one who embodies the spirit of what it means to be a biracial person. And also, I'm going to reveal uh, a former employer of mine, uh, Cory Booker, uh, and then W.E.B. Du Bois. Um, I used to like be a teen that like worked with Cory Booker because I was a much more like idealistic person the, than you're I. You're in the youth movement. Uh, yeah, low key. Um, I was a much more idealistic person when I was like 12 and 13 than I am now. And I thought Cory Booker was like going to do cool things in Newark, but then he just like partnered with Facebook and like got everyone iPads and I was, I was pretty, (laughs) pretty disappointed in, in him. Um, but I like Cory Booker as a poster because he has been reusing the same tweet every year about, about how much he like loves his coffee. And as someone who like, I feel like I've made some good jokes that like, they don't get attention um, and then it's like, should I, should I say it again? Like, should I say black indigenous people of crypto like one more time? Um, I can kind of respect Cory Booker for doing that, but I can't respect him for running for president. Um, no. Why is Dubois, why is he on here? What did he do to us? Um, so <laughs> he is, he came up with the, first of all, light skinned, uh, he also he also um one of his like notions was the idea of the like talented tenth of like the best among oppressed people need to rise to the top and then uplift everyone else and like later in his life he did he was like you know what that was some dumb shit that i said because people are stupid and class interests are like this is like he this, that, that's like stuff he wrote before he was a marxist you know what i mean um and like problematic at, era we all know it right right we've all had our problematic eras the era um, where you however, delete your tweet i haven't yet however yet. i do think that like the influence of that mentality has that brain worm has yet to die out in the mind of like the black bourgeoisie and i think that like it is it it, it is just like an obviously not neoliberal because he was alive in like the fucking vampire times (laughs) but like it is it is a worm that in like that birthed itself in reconstruction and that thrives upon the little scraps of neoliberal brainworm food that people are getting from like the Malcolm Gladwells, et cetera, of the world. Um, and I do. People definitely still yeah. subscribe to the And so I do thing. think that like we should hold him accountable for this. Sorry, can I just. Yeah, ask that's fairly. Du Bois is like one of my faves. Like on ending the myth, we like champion him and cite him a lot, but you know we gotta hold our faves accountable. So um, that's fair. What were you uh, saying, Cory Booker? Though, oh yeah, sorry, oh. sorry about that. No, I was just yeah. asking. Are you saying talented tint, like color? Oh, 
Yeah, T E N T H. I have a speech impediment. Sorry, no, no, no. I've just not heard the term before, uh, so I wanted to. Yeah, it's. I would. I would not be surprised if it is a like incredibly American concept. Um, I mean, it is like a very like bootstrapsy like early industrial United States like obviously like the economic conditions at the time of him coming up with that idea I think would be like you know I think I can get where he would come up with that idea I think he's still fucking wrong and he later realized yeah I'm wrong um because like that like the idea of like somebody being like being able to like rise above and like uh like transcend their like class station i think is like inherently like agreeing that capitalism is a good thing and obviously later in his life he did not agree with that um but again it is so pervasive, even like a billion years later. It's right. giving a uh, capitalist realism vibes. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> was, wasn't there a book? Uh, and we are capitalist um... slur, capitalist n word. I, I feel like I saw that on the shelf at least once. By who? I'm sure there is a book that is titled uh... that. Oh, there is. Chica I've never heard of this. Uh, maybe this didn't really make it to your side. Um. <laughs> well, I feel like even, I mean, I, I wish I could find it. There's this really funny letter from W.B. Du Bois to like this woman that he's trying to flirt with, where he's like, yes. you must send me a portrait of yourself in the mail, like, soon, or else we will never be friends, and I will never speak to you again. And I... <laughs> he's like he's like specifically he's like make sure you're wearing the white wig and like, like i'm calling the horny cops right like why the horny popo is on his way holy shit but i feel like if and i hope that we never see it but i feel like if we could see the like sexting between cory booker and Rosario Dawson, it would it would be much worse. And do you think that Cory Booker? I think I have a theory that Cory Booker's asexual, but maybe that's for a different time. I think that he's an asexual that has sex. A word. Like like for the purpose of like reproduction only. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean, Cory Booker is on this list because I you know we were talking about Eric Andre, and then I was like, is Cory Booker? biracial because he just gives like that annoying biracial Mm -hmm. energy and he's very very light-skinned so it's it's honestly incredibly shocking to me that he isn't uh biracial but um i think wikipedia says that his parents were like the first (laughs) black IBM executives and I think that kind of gives you makes you biracial you know what IBM Um, was doing in 1937 uh, to 1945 wow 
never ask. I feel like, okay, so. I feel like being um, an IBM employee like makes you half white. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like I think that gives you yeah. that biraciality. I'm glad that we acknowledged the crimes of Dubois, but I still want to give it to Cory Booker. Yeah, I've got no skin in the game on this one, but Cory Booker looks like if he was, you know, a live-action Lex Luthor, uh, just like a sort of, uh, you know, HSB slider shift version of Jeff Bezos. Uh, he, I'll give him my vote. Um, Cory Booker isn't even married to Rosario Darzan. They're in the they domestic partnership. I think they broke they up. Broke yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> like, what? Rosario Darzan also was with when Eric Andre. Yeah, that's why I was like, huh, maybe you should put Cory Booker that's in such here. such a... Like, can you imagine, like, your ex moving on from you to Cory Booker? I would feel so good about nah. myself. That's, I mean, when they were together, no one believed they were together. Well, no. people, people were are, like, people "This are is a weird. bit." People are weird because they don't think that Eric Andre is hot, but he is. Um, I've se- the man's cock and balls have been out on like Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. He's been on fucking everywhere with his dick and balls swinging. Okay, I haven't seen them. Yeah, they were together for real. Okay, I have not seen. <laughs> I haven't seen his dick and balls, but I still think he's hot. Um, another spiritual biracial, um, and also another Jamaican um, is is well separately. Donald Pete Glover, Wentz. Donald Glover, and then Pete Wentz. Yeah, well, this is the Pete Wentz. Which one's Jamaican? Pete Wentz. This is also this is the Pete. Gosh, the you're Pete Wentz. About how many Jamaicans are on We've the also... list? Right. This is the Pete Wentz Colin Powell connection. But we've also, I have to acknowledge what? that we have added another person with biracial energy who is not, in fact, biracial. Yes. Donald Glover is not biracial. Yeah. But he's spiritually. Donald Glover is black, but he's... definitely a is biracial. He transracial? Part. He was adopted by white parents? In the no, 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 no. He was not. He... He's not. His, he? his parents adopted a lot of people, uh, but he is his parents' biological children, but he had, or child, uh, but he has so many lyrics in his music about how he's better than other black people. There's one that I, like, just lives in my head where he's like, black kids in school didn't like me because I got good grades and my dad was home. Like, Fuck off. No, they didn't like you because you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I think if, if you were talking like that, that's why they didn't like you. But he reminds me of, like, every Black person I know that thinks that they're, like, different or, like, special or better than other Black people because they like anime or right. something. And it's, like, you know, like every like every Black person likes anime. Like, people just don't like you because you're annoying. Um, he also is, like, Tina Fey's little, little like, I don't know. Attack dog. He name drops her in every song off his first album. You can say it. Call him a coon. <laughs> <laughs> and and he also like viscerally hates black women. Like I've seen Atlanta and like it's it's actually like a pretty good show. I like Atlanta, but, but yeah. Um, he he hates black women. It's very apparent. Um and he also has like such a weird fetish for Asian okay. women that yeah. is so obvious and uncomfortable. Very obvious. Listen, I do love the song Bonfire. I will admit that. 
Um, and I did like Because the Internet. Like, I'll still listen to that album, you know. Like, I graduated high school in 2015. You know, what can I say? On a piano. Exactly. Um, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm biracial, and I graduated high school in 2015. Yeah, I like a lot of early childish Gambino. Um, I think that that's, like fine and valid for me um because i also like am cool and sexy uh but i do think that like like it's just very like i don't know man like having like an obvious fetish for asian women and then having your song called be called redbone i'm like okay dude like it's a bop like i like the song but like i don't i'm just like okay i don't okay. love that white people now know but what please, this word means i don't means. think that he's ever had sex with a black woman ever um, that's why i don't think he has the, i believe that I the album camp i do not the I album agree. camp that has asian girls everywhere on it uh came out in like fall 2011 and i started college in 2012 uh, at UCLA, so I had to hear Asian Girls Everywhere UCLA, like, oh all the God. time, <laughs> freshman year, and it's just, like, too much. Too much. I mean, I went to I went to college in Yonkers, so, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, I... I feel like Tyler, the creator, is also, like, low-key spiritually bisexual. He was, no, <laughs> bisexual or biracial? Well, because he's... Biracial, I meant biracial, I meant biracial. <laughs> denying his bisexuality I, I think that tyler the creator just likes white people i don't think that he's biracial i think that's a there's there is a difference different energy yeah. Yeah. but i think i think donald glover for sure wow i actually just looked it up though and tyler the creator son of a nigerian father with igbo ancestry and an american mother of mixed african-american and european canadian descent so he's, so, so he's like three quarters quadroon. Yeah, three quarters black. I don't. Know, sh- should we be doing blood we, quantum? Yes. Is that let's, is that what we want to do? Break out. Let's break out the skull measuring tools. <laughs> let's just fucking do it. Uh, Fuck it. I dirty deleted Earl Sweatshirt from this list because I thought he was uh, biracial, <laughs> but he's just like half South African, half African American, Mm -hmm. so I took him off the list Um, but he does have that lyric um, what, too too black for the white kids too white for the black (laughs) that's what I was going off of Yeah, he's just sad, he's just sad and that that kind of makes him adjacent sometimes to to whiteness I feel like Pete, Pete Wentz, okay his parents met at a Joe Biden rally which is what? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we we would not have fallout boy if it were not for president diamond joe and his and by extension we would not have lucifer by shiny mm. true i don't know what that because is because bb rexa wrote that song <laughs> and pete wentz is the person who legitimized her by being in a little like duo with her for a minute after fallout boy went on hiatus in 2009 so, so if we're taking it there we wouldn't have the pete the pete Buttigieg like high high hope stance if it weren't for pete wentz because pete wentz is the, the one that no signed, we absolutely would not sign panic at the disco 
to uh, like Fueled by Robin. And without that, we would not have the song High High Hopes. And then we wouldn't have the dance, which might be like a net good. We wouldn't. Cobra Starship famously has a song called Pete Wentz's, yeah, Cerise's Frozen, but I was going to fill the dead air. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, fill the dead air. I mean, uh, Cobra Starship has a song famously titled uh, Pete Wentz is the only reason that we're famous. Um, He really, he signed so many terrible, 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 terrible people. To by Ramen. (laughs) Fueled by ramen, like honestly, it's like at this point we wouldn't have Katy like, Perry if it weren't the for Catholic Pete Wentz. Church. <laughs> fueled by ramen, we wouldn't have Katy Perry uh, if it weren't for there. Pete Wentz just... because Katy Perry came on through her relationship with Travi McCoy, who was in Gym Class Heroes, and yeah. that was another like act that was signed by Pete Wentz. So Pete Wentz is responsible for a lot of modern music. He's also co- cousins with Colin Powell. And also, I love Pete Wentz, but it needs to be said, he did date a 15-year-old when he was, like, 24. And that's what the first two it albums... I just want to That's what the first two Fall Out Boy albums are about. things. Once again, we have Jamaican and German ancestry. Not sure what's going on there. Um, what is going on there? And then also, you mentioned Travi McCoy, and I had to look it up because I was like, hmm. And yes, uh... Haitian and Native American slash Irish. So that makes sense. <laughs> but Travi McCoy is a good, he's cool. I like him. Haitian, he's, Native he's, American, like really cool. and Irish are all people of color. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he's not biracial. That's not, so. bi- yeah. I mean, he is biracial, just not in the he white is, way. He is, but like, yeah. not in the way that like anyone in the United States government like <laughs> gave a shit about when it came to classifying yeah. race. Yeah, right. If you are, if you're biracial and you don't have a white parent, like, congratulations, you can just be normal. You'd be normal. Well, you don't have to be annoying. You don't have to be on the bracket. Irish. Yeah, Native American and Irish are both oppressed. uh, So then, is Sarah's not biracial as a black Irish person of color? No. Because hmm. I think yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. pictures of your dad. Your dad is like kind of white, like not like he's oh, cool. Wait, I'm not your Irish. Cool. I'm not Irish on my dad's side. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. He's just oh, yeah. white. It's on the south. I'm not bad news side. for you. You're not Irish on your mom's side. This is not true. This is I. I was oh, told. Shit. I was told a truth. <laughs> oh by, shit. By my mom. Who? Yeah, my dad's been digging into the history. Turns out that. Uh, the, the white guy that we got our surname from was uh, English oh, dude. No! Oh, no! No! Oh, no! It gets it gets worse. He was impressing the Irish. Irish Valor as an Englishman, that is disgusting. Wait, so. Yeah. Irish colonizer? I went through the exact same. Yeah, I went through the exact same emotions that you're going through right now. Irish um, colonizer? I've been, I've been so... He's a, he's a British. I didn't even get to celebrate St. Patrick's Day last year because I only just found out about the Irish thing and now I don't get to celebrate it this year? 
I've been so happy. No, but if you We're if you do, you could like really double down on the English and order like a black and tan and be a terrible person. But I don't think <sighs> I don't want to do that. So I'm I'm happy to hold on to the Irish idea. But um, can we just? Yeah. Can everyone just? Can I just be? I. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't like what I'm learning. Never ask a man his salary. <laughs> oh man, I've been oh, so no. I've been so into the whole BIPOC thing, and wow. Yeah, I mean, I was having a great time convincing uh, Sai that I was like alternating between having Italian and Irish ancestry, but now, you know, the Italian was just a joke, but turns out both of them were false. Oh my god, you oh. do the Italian bit too? Cerise does, did that with me. I was like, wow, you're Italian. I thought that, okay, but I thought I that it was obvious. I thought it was obvious that yeah, it was yeah. a joke. <laughs> I didn't know that people thought that I was legitimately Italian, but I, I thought that I was... Jersey. I, yeah, I'm culturally Italian. I thought that I was Irish. We're English? I'm very yeah. much, I'm no. very much not it. joking about the Italianness. Yeah. Uh, I know where my family comes from. <laughs> I'm, I'm so upset. Hey, I, I, I take exception to that. Uh, but only on that side. My, no. my... <laughs> See, yeah, my dad's you like... need to tell your dad to stop looking into stop the family digging. history because I don't. I don't want to oh. learn anything else that's going to upset me. <laughs> no, but, well, the, like the, the interesting part that he's found so far is that or one of the more interesting parts is that he's like kind of traced it down to like the first, um, the first black woman in the family. So she was, uh, I I don't know if she escaped slavery or if she was emancipated or what, but um, she is the one who married this British guy. Um, but she doesn't have a surname on record. Um, so he's trying to see how far back he can go finding, uh, her history, but it has to now go into the sales records, um, to kind of like trace that, that ancestry. But yeah, so I don't, I don't love what I'm learning here. I feel sad. (laughs) I was so happy. I I mean, like, couldn't we have waited until after St. Patrick's Day? Oh, I mean, in all fairness, St. Patrick's Day is kind of just an American thing. I don't think the yeah, and that's where I lived. I was going to celebrate it. (laughs) And you still can because you are American. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have to go back to Donald Donald Glover and Pete Wentz. And back, back onto the topic. Um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Donald Glover, who like Cory Booker is not actually biracial, but he's he's my choice. Yeah, uh, Cerise, I think that there's a key. Uh, you know, we've already I think just stacked the plates and stacked the table with a negative Donald Glover stuff. Let's uh, stack one more. Uh, can you talk about a stand-up comedy? Cool. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, a man, a man should We've been not recording do. for two hours. <laughs> what time is it there? It is five eighteen p.m. and I have been awake since four we're, in the we're morning. We're so close. Okay, we're setting up these next brackets, though. 
We could take well, it. I, no, I, I will. I will say. I will say that after like we're done with the first round, we're I, my vision is that we just go through a speed round, and because we already kind of litigated yeah. all of these people, right? So it's just yeah. like Halsey or Amanda Stenberg, boom, 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 right? So after yeah. we get to Alexander Dumas, it's going to be really quick. I did not expect how long it was going to take, but. Um, I did. Come on, you guys do like feature length films every <laughs> podcast on Big Soy Naturals. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we just have a lot of things to say. You um, do. You do. Okay. But let's talk about let's talk about Donald Glover's stand up. I need to I need to hear some tea about that. Okay. I mean, I think the only thing that I have to say about it, besides that, I don't think a man should do stand up comedy ever, is that he revealed without anyone asking him to do this, like no prompting. That he let a white woman call him the N-word during sex. Oof. And that he liked and he it. Liked he it. liked it. He never came harder in his life, is what he said. Something like, something, him to the top. something is going on, <laughs> like psychologically there. And so There's I There's just think- something so twisted happening in a mind to not only have that to to make a joke of that put it in your stand up bit and make that the punchline and being like i came hard when a white woman called me the n word while i was having sex with her yeah and like i that, and that's the that's the whole bit, i also you know? think like i don't know um you didn't need to share that and the and the woman in question it wasn't even like a they had decided beforehand that they were going to like do this as like a race play like kink thing which would still be like fucked up but that she just like brought it out out of nowhere like and he was surprised by it and instead of being like what the fuck he was like okay Wait, I'm kind of oh my into god this. I didn't even realize that yeah he, yeah he just brought it up well like she she did not tell him beforehand that she was going to say like fuck me yeah, with, so your, she just, with your with n-word your... cock and then but she that then she just said it and he was like, and it like, then I, and then he was like, then I came. So he he has my vote, and unless anyone, yeah, he has my vote too. <laughs> yeah, he also has my vote. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say Pete Wentz because he was in a band called Race Trader, but disavowed them. No, but the, the um, Race Trader band Donald was a, Glover. it was a power violence band. So that's no, they were they were a good band, but he didn't seem to care too much about being in them. I think he was just there for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Our Donald next Glover. two candidates are two people who um, I think are similar: um, Kamala Harris and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and I think what they have in common is that they both like um, are like part black, but they're both like pretty uncomfortable with it and kind of like slip slide <laughs> out of like whether or not they cl- they claim their blackness um depending on what's convenient to them and like now that the rock is like maybe i'm gonna run for office as a republican he's like i'm i'm black but before then it was you know it was like questionable whether or not he would claim it and i feel like similarly kamala harris like loves to be like i'm jamaican when she's on like charlamagne the gods yeah. like, radio it's show again. and she's like <laughs> yeah what the hell and she's what like, the hell and she's like i love to smoke weed but before that like that was not really like a part of her identity that she claimed very much so that's she was like hell yeah smoke weed <laughs> which is like a crazy the criminal thing. prosecutor is that your, going on the breakfast club is that no, your literally a criminal prosecutor 
no no i mean like i'm more just doing like i'm doing like the massage noir voice but like uh i, I think it was really funny where she just like upped the black scent and was like uh yeah, yeah, Charlemagne. Hell yeah, smoke yeah. weed. <laughs> and her fucking Jamaican father, who is also a Marxist, is like, I will murder suicide. I love, um, he I love that, that trend. I love the trend of Marxist father to like babies. worst yeah. possible politician child. Um, with like Kam- mm-hmm. Kamala Harris and also Pete Buttigieg. Um. <laughs> yeah, and so I feel incredible. I feel like it's almost like a shoe in for Kamala Harris. But I want to point out that that The Rock is like currently in a feud with cool biracial Vin Diesel and is holding up production on the next Fast and Furious movie because he like is having some Ooh. sort of like dick swinging contest with Vin Diesel about it. And that's anti black. I think it's anti black because I would like another Fast and Furious movie. And he's preventing me from getting one, and he also wants to run for office. The Rock was also kind of low key, like uh, strike uh, breaking with um, Ayatsi. He was like, calling these, like I think, scab workers rock stars on his Instagram while Ayatsi was on strike mm-hmm. and shit, which was so corny and lame. It was it just also sucked. like at this point, if you're still affiliated with WWE, it's like. Well, and I think that everyone needs to look up the song "Pie." Um, by The Rock that he raps on um, where he talks about different um, races of people and uh, how he would like to eat their pussies. Um, and he does accents. What? And that was like his like wrestling song that he would like walk out to. Be, like, Some people would call that based. <laughs> mm. Based on what? Some people would be wrong. <laughs> and so I feel well, like... Yeah, he must have been smoking crack to write that. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like Kamala Harris, obviously an evil, evil person, but she's kind of in her flop era. I don't feel like she's getting a lot done right now besides putting on a fake French accent. Meanwhile, The Rock is actively <laughs> pre- preventing me from getting the Fast and Furious movie that I desire. I would like them to keep making them. Like, I want Fast and Furious 25. And he's making that difficult. So that's why he has my vote. I think it was funny that, you know, recently he was, like, defending Joe Rogan and being like, I support you, brother. And then, like, the next day it was like, Joe Rogan has used the N word seven thousand times, and he was like, "Whoa, um, not sure if I can support this." <laughs> so he's supporting Joe Rogan when he could support Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But he withdrew his support, I think, for Joe Rogan after the N word, and he was like, um, "Which means he doesn't." Mm-hmm. Which means he's doing yeah. it for clout. It doesn't yeah. even mean that he's like real about it. Yeah, which is worse. Does anyone That's have tough call though? Opinions? Uh, a cab. It gotta Kamala, go with Kamala yeah. Harris. Locked up a lot of yeah, kids. That's Locked the that thing. Shit. But like The Rock is also very much a cop. That's the true. Rock is yeah. a cop. Culturally a cop. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I feel like he's worse because he encourages children. kids don't think kamala harris is cool right 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 but the rock is like an influencer so it's like he i think i vote the rock specifically because i think he is gonna do more to poison 
the minds of um, the youth of America than Kamala Harris ever could. And that's including with her fucked up, like, anti-truancy policies in California. Okay. So does that... Uh, Who are you voting for then? I am voting for The Rock. All right. We've got two votes for The Rock, two votes for Kamala Harris. See, we got to break the tie. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my feeling is towards Kamala. All right. Um, I, That's I okay. Just in terms of, yeah, like structural ability to cause some damage. Um, I, have a, I have a prediction about her, which is that in 2024, when she runs for president, I think that she's going to transition to being, to being she slash they. Yeah. And it's going to provoke a lot of like discourse about like, is this what, actually... What would the K-Hive think? Well, I think that the K-Hive would support it, but I think that there might also be a conversation about like, is this like actually bad? Because it means that like maybe if she wins, like she's not really the first woman president. <laughs> You know, and so then we don't get one. Um, <laughs> Five guys turn into five non-binaries. Right, exactly. Um, and I, I think that that might happen. I don't think that she'll win, though. Um, our final contestants are uh, also two people that I think have a lot in common. Uh, Franz Fanon and uh, Alexander Dumas, like the dad. What they have in common is being like French perverts who love white women. Um, <laughs> they do. They do. Those French perverts really do love that. Yeah. They love to be perverts I, and love white women. Horny. Horniest people alive. <laughs> I'm going to say something, though. Despite the horniness, mm-hmm. I think that Fanon is actually smart. Some, <laughs> some of the French perverts put their dicks away long enough to like rub two brain cells together. And I think Fanon was one of them. Um, <laughs> and I think, I, I I don't know. I come to reading Fanon from the perspective of like having, of like studying existentialist philosophy. And so for, and that's been always like super influential on my own writing and like the way I like read and engage with different texts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think that like and i think that like the philosophy itself is like really interesting and very right about a lot of things when you don't take an individual's work as like the singular definition of it like it's it's a big conversation among many scholars and fanon is one of them to like black skin white masks is just like fucking fantastic Banger. and i think Everybody should fucking read it. I think Legend of the Earth. Banger. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like he put he's putting out banger after banger after banger. And honestly And also bangers I, white women. Exactly. Yeah. But like the same can't really be said to me. R.E. Alexander Dumas. Not because I don't think that like the three musketeers or what the fuck ever are influential, but for me, it's kind of like, okay which one of them is going to get me a talking to if I try to assign it to undergrads? <laughs> and I think that's going to be, like, my benchmark of, like, who would I like to smoke a blunt with? And I, you know, despite the chasing of white pussy, I gotta give it to Fanon on this one. Yeah, I think I, I like Fanon better. I just had to include him because he he does love white women and I want 
to make him feel bad for that. But I think if the question is like, which of these men would support me in my endeavor to get like a fan to 3D print me a gun and send it to me in the mail so I could shoot my enemies? Like, I feel like Fanon would, would be on board with that. And Dumas would be like, well, like you got to go through the the processes. I want to point out if you go... That's what on violence is about. <laughs> if you go through Dumas's like um, Wikipedia page, like in his personal life section, it's just like all the like illegitimate children he had with like various white mistresses. women. Like this man did not... <laughs> 40 yeah. was being... Was like that body type just in vogue in the 1800s? Dumas? Yeah. I mean, he was he was probably like the only black guy for miles and miles, and you know how French people feel about black people. Well, you know, they love you know how they feel. Okay, all right, they love it, um, and so I think that that's that's probably where the forty mistresses come from. I wish that I could get him on the podcast to reveal his body count. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think I have to throw Dumas in the in the blender and keep Fanon alive, even though he does he does love white women and I don't support him for that. I do think it's cool that Dumas uh, uh, had like a monthly meeting with some people to smoke hash, hashish. Yeah, that's dope. That's <laughs> do you, dope. Do you think it's Fanon... time for my weekly <laughs> my monthly <laughs> Do you think that Fanon smoked weed? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah? Okay. He would. He definitely did cocaine. Does definitely. anyone want to send Fanon into the blender, no. or are we okay with sending Dumas all the way no, through? No, hell no. Fanon's the goat. He well, he's not. He's not. Mm, he's not. But he's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd smoke a blunt with him. I would, but I I would also make fun of him for yeah loving white women. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. Okay. So now we can we can lightning round this out. All right, lightning round, baby. We're we're back at the top. Sean King versus Prashida Jones. I'm going Sean, Sean King. King. Sean King. Sean, Sean King. King. All right. We Get got out <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell versus <laughs> oh Drake. Malcolm Gladwell for me. Malcolm Gladwell. I'm throwing Drake in there. I'll say Drake because I hate I'm him. Drake. Drake. Okay, Drake. Drake. <laughs> um. J. Cole versus Trevor Noah. Oh my god. Trevor. Alright. Does anyone Trevor Noah? Oh, yeah. Trevor Noah. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Noah. Okay. And then we have uh Halsey versus uh Amandla Stenberg. Halsey. 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 <laughs> Halsey. I was gonna put Amandla, but okay. Um Cory Booker. And Donald Glover. <laughs> Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah, more damage, Donald Glover gotta be it. Yeah, I'm gonna abstain. I don't. I can't. I don't know Booker well enough. Oh. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going Donald Glover. Although, like Cory Booker yeah. is like assisting with dropping bombs on Israel, but I feel like if we if we replaced him with Donald Glover, he'd be doing the same thing. He'd do the same shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and finally we have <laughs> Kamala Harris versus Alexander Dumas. <laughs> Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Okay. Okay. All right. So now <laughs> Sean King versus Drake. <laughs> Sean King. Ooh. Wow. Wow. That's actually pretty yeah. rough. Sean King for one. sure. 
I kind of want to give it to Drake. I really don't like this man. I have enjoyed more output from Drake than I have from Sean yeah. King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean King is just yeah, like, like absolutely worse. <laughs> is the thing like i'll listen to drake that's the thing but you haven't even heard sean king rap he might be okay <laughs> but i've listened to his voice i've listened to him talk did drake endorse bernie <laughs> that's that's facts i mean sean king did you know but that i feel drake like i feel like sean king normal day haver i feel like sean king endorsing bernie was probably a net negative for bernie's I campaign like because <laughs> i worked on the campaign in la and like but at the end of yeah. it, like, it was wrapping up or whatever, and we went to, like, a lunch, and I was straight up, like, asking one of the people, like, above me, like, why, why did you make Sean King a surrogate? Like, that was a bad choice. <laughs> I was like, uh, like, pretty much every Black person I know does not like Sean King, so I don't know what that was supposed to do. Well, it didn't help out with South Carolina. No, no, it certainly did not. And I bet Drake would have, because he would have put on a southern. He would have put on a southern accent and uh, pretended yeah, to be Drake one of them. Drake does know how to do accents. Yeah. So okay, Sean, Sean, King, Sean King wins. Yeah. Um, Trevor Noah versus Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Kamala oh. still. She's so annoying. <laughs> Does anyone feel differently? I guess I have personal beef with Trevor Noah, but if I could like eliminate one of these people, I would I would take out Kamala Harris. And then who would that like the Secretary of State would be the the vice president? Blinken, Lincoln, Anthony Blinken. I don't know who, who that I don't even know who that is. It's just, he's just he, some he's guy. who the Secretary of State mm-hmm. would be. <laughs> Well, okay. Nothing um, surprising there. Does anyone want Trevor Noah to go forward, or are we letting him live? I, I have a Trevor Noah because now. I think as a South African, he's been more destructive. Um, yeah, I feel like I got to do South African solidarity and end okay, Trevor so, Noah's life. So it is life. split then right now, so it is up is to me. Is it split? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it's two and it's two on two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I'm, you know, I'm, got family in Zimbabwe, not exactly South Africa, but it borders. So I know that a lot of my uh, a lot of my family was really excited when Trevor Noah got on the Daily Show. Like they thought that it was some type of like whole diversity. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the diversity win. And like we needed Trevor Noah to be good to like make us proud and just do the Daily Show the right way and like make white people laugh, you know, and I just I, I don't like that view and i think he did that really well and i think it's the same thing that fucking obama did too he did, was doing the u.s presidency very well in terms of what the u.s presidency was supposed to be right just being like the head of empire um but i just don't fuck with that so like that's triggering for me but then kamala harris it's like fucking yeah. kamala harris i don't know you know um there's something just so gross about uh, building a political career on locking people up uh, and like using that as a stepping stone to be a senator, right? Um, as a black person in California, I don't know. It's I, it's something that I really can't shake. And even though I think on the left we talk about it enough, it's, not, it's I don't I just don't think it's appreciated. There's the amount of like harm that Kamala Harris has done overall. It's just like it really rubs me the wrong way. So 
It's a hard one. It's so a hard one. you're voting for... <laughs> Next week on The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> I gotta go with Kamala Harris. Okay. Trevor Noah, you live to see another day for now. Uh, um, okay, finally we have Halsey... And Donald Glover. I'm honestly shocked that Halsey has made it this far. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to vote to... She can live for now. <laughs> but I think Donald Glover like, needs to go directly the into the fact- blender, even though he is not actually biracial. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that, like, Halsey has gotten further than Barack Obama. <laughs> Eliminated in the first round, Barack Obama, but Halsey... <laughs> Who has, as far as I know, has not ordered a dr- drone strike on anyone. Drone I think it's, <laughs> it's the reverse colorism. People are going to accuse us of massage and noir for uh, uh, having Obama uh, not go, but Kamala go. Like, what's the difference, you know? Well, I think, you know, it's it's like March Madness for real, where it's it's all about who they're matched up with. And I guess, like, yep, yep. you know, Kamala Harris versus The Rock. I really thought that could go either yeah. way. Um, but you, you never know. And I think that the person on this list that Barack Obama has the most in common with is Sean King. Yeah. Right. The matchup people. Um, 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 but I, I do think that Donald Glover has to beat Halsey. It's a little bit silly that she's still, (laughs) but it's so funny because it's like Donald Glover, very much not biracial, but like he is, he is. Donald Glover is in the final four of worst biracials right now. But you see, I think that where Sean King is probably a whole white man. (laughs) So even that, I guess. So it actually balances out if you think about it. So I guess I'm voting Donald Glover. Um, Yeah. I'm going Uh, Donald Glover. Ibu? Okay, Donald Glover it is. And now we must decide between Sean King and Kamala Harris. I I think Kamala's worse. I think Sean King for me. I think I also want to go with Sean King because I feel like Kamala Harris at this point is, is so much in her flop era. Like, I don't really know what she's able to do, and I, I can't see her going, like, politically much further than where she is right now. And I think that, like, in a sense, like, the evil has been defeated um, because she's just, like, made herself look so bad and is, like, not really a favorite to anyone besides... Remember her interview, like, on CNN or whatever? Yeah. Like, that weird fucking interview that, like, she should have never done. Also, it, like, it just made her look so awful. The French accent, like, having to attach herself to Joe Biden, like, being a cop. Her little uh, converse I just, like, shoes. I'm, being, like, a... Yeah, yeah I just, like... Yeah, I, right. I think she's done a lot of harm, but I don't see her as, like, a threat um anymore because i just don't think that she's like anyone's favorite person besides a like a very weird faction of people on twitter but i don't know anyone in the real world that like stands kamala harris um whereas sean king is like still making money off of like black people getting murdered yeah so i want to i want to give it to sean king I'm going Sean King. Even though he yeah. does, he does have he's got less institutional power than Kamala Harris does, but like I think he's just he's 
he's doing more harm currently. So <laughs> our our final two <laughs> championship <laughs> round of the biracial March Madness is a white guy and a black guy. <laughs> and when you put them in the blender, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe the real winner. The biracials are the friends we made along the way. Like, we should we should make a blend of what Sean King and Donald oh, Glover would look to, like. I can't can make that Corey happen. Yeah, just, that should be the that should be the album art. <laughs> I feel like this is like when Kendall and I were trying to name women and we yeah. couldn't, <laughs> and, couldn't name a woman. And now we have our biracial ranking. Name five women. Yeah, and we're at um Sean King versus Donald Glover. <laughs> um and okay, this is hard for me because I I really dislike both of these people. I feel like my personal annoyance at Donald Glover is so high because I never liked his music. I never liked his like comedian like bit that he was doing. He's always just been like a little a little mascot for white people and like really black people were the punchline. Yeah, black people are always the punchline of his work. The like fetishizing that he does of other races is very strange too, where he calls like Armenians like the black girls of white girls. Um and I he's very annoying. But but Sean King makes money when black people die. Which is more yeah, than that's an, objectively worse. Which is objectively worse. He's also worse. white, which is also objectively worse. <laughs> he just keeps so doing I, I, like this is scams, hard for me. like legit just scams. My vote is for my vote is for Sean King. I think he is the worst bisexual. Biracial. Or yeah, biracial. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does anyone? I, does anyone have I a have vote? To, I mean. They are both horrible. Um, I have to vote for Sean King, but I do think it would be very funny for Donald Glover to win the worst biracial. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be mad at it. It'd be very funny, very camp. Uh, but Sean King is really a terrible person. And he has at least Sean stated... King is fully has, a white man. He's the only one who's claiming biraciality in real life. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. So I guess... You know, if that's what he wants to say he is, then he is the worst biracial. Anyone can say <laughs> anything. But Donald Glover has not said I can, he is biracial. I can, say, I can say that I'm Irish. You can Which say I have, that. I have you can say that, but we yeah. know you better. Can, you can say that. And then your cousin we can learn. come on your podcast. Your cousin to ruin your life. can publicly <laughs> disprove that. Yeah. Um, Sibu, do you have a vote? I'm going to go with Sean King. I think uh, the reasons that others have stated are quite sound. Um, you know, if they are LARPing as being biracial, then they deserve it. If they are actually <laughs> biracial, then they definitely deserve it. Um, and I think on the whole, you know, problems with Glover, uh, you know, looking at all of that all together, I think... Um, just in terms of like the output, at least Glover's stuff was at you know earnest. Um, <laughs> King, I only ever hear about Sean King when he's scamming people on Twitter. 
Uh, so, uh, he's got my vote. Okay. Blender. And I guess the final person, I mean, I'm, I'm going to vote for Donald Glover just because I, I want him to have a vote, but uh, we knew you're last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be, it's a close race with this one, so to speak, but I got to give it to Sean King. Fuck okay, it. so the the winner of who goes in the blender for Black History Month, <laughs> the biracial caucus has concluded, is probably a white guy. <laughs> 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 but a, a white guy that embodies um, the the worst of what our community has to offer. Um, and I think he's annoying. He's annoying. He's anti-black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's light skinned. Yeah. At worst. He's light skinned at best. And he's he's very shitty to black women in particular. Um, and I think that Pay Pigs, you should take this as your call to action to once again uh 3D print me a gun, send it to me in the mail. I know where Sean King yeah. lives. I have his I literally have his phone number. I will <laughs> I will make it You're happen. Us but you all have on to help list. me. I, as if we're not okay. already. This I, is a comedy podcast. I'm literally and this a joke. is satire. You're going to do it on Roblox. It's, I'm not going to be allowed to move to New York anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's the a, words of Cerise Xerox do not reflect the views of Bixler Naturals or their guests. Exactly. I would never do anything. We're talking it. about Minecraft. Yeah. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Um, alright. That, that was it. That's the, that's the Black History Month March Madness bracket. I'm so glad we were able Goodbye. to do Blood Quantum <laughs> like this, yeah. That was so fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that.